Do-do-do. Hello there, Nerdtocalypse here, and we're asking you, our lovely listeners, to support our programming by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse. For as little as $1 a month, your contribution will continue to make this show very special for our current listeners and newcomers. For a mere $2 a month contribution, we will help you promote by plugging your band, YouTube channel, podcast, or any other project you're currently working on. And we'll do this every week for as long as you remain a patron. And finally, we have a limited $5 a month perk that will gain you a spot in the top five patron guest list, which means when our show requires a guest, you will be among the five people we ask first to be on the show, and will be chosen in order. We thank you deeply for your continued loyalty as listeners, and hope to put these contributions to good use. Remember, we're not only doing this because we love it, but because we love being nerdy, and we know you do too. So head over to patreon.com slash now to make your contributions, and enjoy this brand new episode of Nerdtocalypse Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the nerd, nerd, lab. nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds take over! Nerd Alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast with your hosts, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. As always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics from Marvel and DC Comics, TV, and film, Star Wars, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and beyond, Pokemon, The Walking Dead Universe, various anime topics, and most things in between. That's right, guys. Here on this show, we express pride in our pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all of the fandoms that you love. You can find every episode of our show at nerdtalklipspodcast.com. Also, find our channel at youtube.com slash nerdtalklipspodcast. Please reach out to us via email at nerdtalklipse at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalklips, or facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd love some feedback, and it really helps to grow the show and helps other nerds like you to find it. If you're interested in other ways of support, head over to patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse, where you can indulge in one of our many perks and help grow the show that way. Nerdtocalypse is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Please enjoy this week's episode. So tonight, we're doing our Gotham special episode. Oh yeah. And now the audio feed that is going to be featuring music by Julius Aigner. So I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so if he's listening, so I'm so sorry. I have no idea. <laughs> But we're going to have that in there. I haven't figured out really how to stick all that in the live video, but 
Uh, he does original compositions for Gotham. Like he watches the show and does them himself. So that's pretty interesting. Hold on here. I have to do something. Okay. They're pretty good too. I listen to them. They're good. I like them. Yeah, they're very interesting. Um, but we're going to go ahead here. The, the, now, usually what we do is news and then we get into the meat of the episode. So we actually have news this week since we haven't done an episode for a while. And Nate, feel free to join in. This is a lot of this is really interesting stuff. Um, we're going to go ahead and do that right now. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Topolips. And if you want to start. All right. We uh, have no Walking Dead news. Wasn't there some Walking Dead stuff? That we oh, yeah. About? I didn't put it in there. <clears throat> you know off the top of your head? It was something about... Oh, yeah. Robert Kirkman planned on killing Negan like f- in the episode or in the issue where Ezekiel first showed up. But he was so popular that they kept him around. Yeah. That's it. So it's pretty interesting. <coughs> Which I'm glad they did, man, because Negan... Like, uh, You'd love to hate Negan. Oh, absolutely. But all right, so we got DC Universe news. Uh, Dolph Lundgren has been cast in the Aquaman, Aquaman movie as King Nereus, King of Zebels. Zebels, if I'm saying that right. Dolph Lundgren. Zebels. That's so weird to see him in things, man. He's an Arrow. Did you see? Do you see him in Arrow? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That was funny. It was really weird. Are you caught up in Arrow? Nate. No. It's good. It was. It's getting pretty crazy. It really I'm is. Kind of waiting for a couple episodes. Right. All right. So Tyler Hecklin, Superman, and Cat Grant, Calista Flockhart. Good old Calista Flockhart is going back up oh, to yeah. Vancouver to return to Supergirl for the two-part season finale. Now, I don't know if both like it said that Superman and Cat Grant would be in the finale of Supergirl, and then they announced shortly after that that the finale would be two-parter. So. I don't know if we're getting two two full hours about these guys, and I'm I don't know, but hell fucking yeah! I bet they come in at some point in the first episode, and then and then show up. That's what I was thinking. And too. they are part of the whole last it's episode. Crazy that they're gonna have a threat big enough where Superman's gonna have to come back for the finale. Nate, you can read this one. You like that? Oh no! Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Boomerang, Nissa Algul, and Deathstroke to return in the Arrow finale. Which that I, is kind of cool. To cool. see Deathstroke again, dude, I love that guy's Deathstroke. Man. Well, here's here's the story. As far as I know, the Arrow finale like, is it, it's called Lian Yu, and it is supposed to loop back to the first episode ever of Arrow. Interesting. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Would, it be, would it be like past the five years? It at will that be, point, that yeah, yeah. I mean, five years, five <clears throat> seasons. Because they always go five years. Back. Yep, they're going, they're going full circle. And Arrow's still coming back for season six. So, who knows what the hell the flashbacks are going to be like? For, maybe they're going to be flash forwards. Yeah. I mean, they could. I mean, I mean, they they could show they could you unlimited like, flashbacks. There's, th- you know, we didn't see every minute of everything that he went. Through. Well, yeah, that's true too. Even in like the episode with uh, what's it called? What the hell is that guy's name? <coughs> I can't remember what they thought. Prometheus's name was, but remember the episode when they oh yeah they went back and showed a scene of Arrow of Oliver killing all those guys yeah while he was while he was walking through yeah, yeah. and he was it was like season one Oliver did you see that episode 
No. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really fucking cool. But uh, hell yeah, dude, I like Captain Boomerang. He was cool. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, he has a really cool name, Digger. Diggle. No, Digger. That's oh, his Digger. name. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's super Australian. Digger something. Yeah. Oh, I like the I like the Captain Boomerang from uh, uh, the movie. Oh yeah, from Suicide Squad. Yeah, that guy was cool. Digger Harkness. Harkness. That's his name. That's his real name, I think. Interesting. Harkless or Harkness? Something like that. I don't There's know. There's a guy that comes into Domino's all the time with the last name Harkless. I can so. barely remember names that I should know. I can't remember <laughs> that fucker's name. Well. Young right. Justice Season 3 has begun their voice recording. It's cool. Yeah, so those those of you who are super excited for Young Justice to come back, I believe Netflix has picked it up. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that they're picked up for that, and that is what's happening. They've already started their voice recording. So People love back. that show, man. People did, and it, it, people didn't think for a long time that it was coming back. And then they streamed the fuck out of it, right? And dude, Netflix is the re- it rejuvenates things. You could put sure anything does. on it; people watch it. Like, and they, the, as far as I know, that people fucking love it. Uh-huh. The only thing that people have hated on a Netflix original lately has been Iron Fist. Yeah, poor Iron Fist, man. I gotta finish that shit. Otherwise, everybody loves everything <coughs> Netflix does, right? But uh, all right, so last week or not last week the week before that we were all nerding out on uh some shazam and black adam information that is turned out to be total bullshit um they they have since come out dc and the rock and everybody has come out and said basically that the shazam and black adam films are still totally happening and the rumors about black adam being man of seals main villain are confirmed to be bullshit so all of that stuff is still the way it was before that rumor came out. <laughs> yeah Hey, you never know what you find, man. Yeah. Um, the producer of 14 Titans, Judas Contract, wants to do more animated movies that take place within Flashpoint Universe. Fuck it. I can already tell you that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Such as the Thomas Wayne Batman and Martha Wayne Joker story. Fuck yeah, that would be cool to see yeah, they, more Yeah, they, they want to do an entire movie. Oh, hell yeah. Because apparently they had a whole entire comic book line that like a little like a trade paperback version you know worth of of stories that involve thomas wayne's batman dude before and, before i knew that this timeline existed a long time ago when i funny was new yeah i had that it was that meme of it and it said what if it happened like this and it was the flashpoint universe right and, and I was dude, like, that meme still circulates i know people but bef- don't know but i didn't know I th- that was like sweet that's crazy whoever thought of that's awesome but it was a real fucking thing this whole time <laughs> Jeff Johns, dude. There you go. Thank you, Jeff Johns. He's the I one who fucking wrote that fucking shit. fucking guy was out there posting on iFunny about some shit like that, but no, it was fucking existed all along. You right? Sneaky fuck. So this thing, so I'm pretty excited about that, and I'm also pretty excited about this. Nate, I, I believe I saw the Watchmen movie in theaters with you. Oh, it could have been. I, if I remember correctly. So it was a long time ago. But So apparently, DC and Warner are going to produce a new comic book faithful animated film for the Watchmen. I'll watch that. Um. Some people believe that this will allow the DC animated universe to transition into rebirth stories. Yeah, now that they're involved with each other. Yeah, which would be dope as fuck. Yeah. Now, considering that the Watchmen are playing a big part in the rebirth world, and it has canceled out the New 52, and the current DC animated universe is all based off the New 52, so it would make sense for the... Uh, fuck, dude, I want to see some Godspeed action. I need. Yeah, we need to see what Godspeed can do on the... Yeah, and I, I hope they work him into fucking Flash somehow. Oh, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Godspeed is the dopest. Looking Have you ever seen what Godspeed looks like? No. He's one of the dopest speedsters I've ever seen. While you look that up, I'll read this last one here for DC. Uh, Supergirl has cast has casted um, Man of Steel and Smallville alum Mark Gibbon as General Zod. So General Zod is coming to Supergirl. I'll bet. I wonder if that's what the finale is. Oh, wow. 
explain. What? General Zod. Yeah, probably. I guarantee it. That's a huge character. Tell me dude, that's not oh a my fucking God, badass. Dude, God speed is crazy. A white speed yeah, dude. He's that oh, is fantastic. He's a, a serial governor. killer. That's what he's a serial killer speedster. That's horrifying. He could. You know how many people you can kill? Yeah. He could probably and kill everybody steals, on the planet. And he steals in other one speedster day, speed, which not. seems to be the running trend with speedster villains. Yeah, they just want to get faster. But yeah, he's oh insane my. looking. He's like, really like, he like this is him transforming. He's really aesthetically pleasing to look at. I'd hit it. The identity of Godspeed. Yeah, he's just some guy, I think. How do you works. zoom in on things, Deej? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's not it. Anyway, that's cool as shit, dude. But Alright. So we're that that does it for DC for right now. I'm sure there's a lot more happening, but we're gonna move right into Marvel. Okay. Josh Brolin has officially been cast as Cable in Deadpool 2. Fuck yeah. Which is intriguing. Do you know who Josh Brolin is, Nate? Mm-mm. Thanos. The guy that's oh, playing Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why? <laughs> that's what... It's funny. There's a meme and it says, uh, nobody else can make it as Cable, huh? And and then it shows uh, Thanos with his glove and it says, I'll just take it into my own hands and because <laughs> now he's just going to play Cable. And just I mean I can't I can already hear the fourth wall breaking jokes. Yeah, he broke the fourth wall just so he him in real life could play. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can already I can already hear it happening now coming out of Ryan Reynolds' mouth. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's gonna say something about it. He's gonna meant it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. I mean he had to say something about about uh the X Men guys. Uh <coughs> what the fuck is his name? Wolverine. No. He said something about Wolverine. No, Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, he, he mentioned says, Wolverine like, in the movie. Which, he's like, I, well, yeah, he's like, I don't know which sto- which storyline we're in or something. Yeah, he's like, I don't know which. Uh, yeah, the the which timeline, the Patrick Stewart timeline or the other guy's timeline. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so Marvel is already killing, or already king of the box office, and the studio is beginning to take over television as well. Agents of Shield is growing strong in its fourth season, and. Agent Carter enjoyed a decent run on ABC. On Netflix, Marvel has shows like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones being considered for multiple awards. And Iron Fist, no word to be seen. <laughs> and Iron Fist, but it's probably not being considered <laughs> for anything. get an award either. for the most disappointing show of the year. Yeah. Is it really that bad? It's not horrible, but it's just not. People hate it out there. I haven't it's, watched it, any of it's, it yet. It's boring compared to the other ones. Like The other ones, I, like, I could not stop watching them. One of its tropes that I've heard is that, they, that he mentions that he's Danny Rand continuously. Because nobody believes him, but he has to keep mentioning that. That's only is. in the first episode, really. I don't know. That's just what I. That's what I heard. No, that's stupid. But anyway, uh, so now it's Freeform's turn. The channel is formerly known as ABC Family and is currently developing two shows for Marvel: Cloak and Dagger, which had a trailer come out this past week, and I don't know anything about Cloak and Dagger, but people are fucking losing their shit over it. Me neither. Um, it's currently filming, and the new Warriors is set to begin the casting process. While not much is known about the uh, who would be included in the new Warriors series, Marvel has just made the team's lineup official. The teen drama will include six superheroes from Marvel Comics Universe, and the prospect of seeing these characters coming to screen is super exciting. So here's a full list of characters and their descriptions. Now, we don't necessarily have to go through all the descriptions. But Squirrel Girl, we mentioned her. We did mention Squirrel Girl. She has defeated the likes of a Thanos clone, which had almost all the power of Thanos, so she's very powerful. She can go blow for blow with a Hulk. She's an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah so she girl. she is fucking strong, dude. We can read some of these because uh, she's a totally empowered fangirl. She's a natural leader, confident and tough, but not innocent. Doreen is bouncy, energetic, and her greatest qualities are optimism. She has faith in others and uh, inspires other people to believe in themselves. She also takes her pet squirrel tippy toe everywhere. Her superpower. Yeah, she controls squirrels. She's acrobatic, strong, can fight, squirrels and can talk are crazy. to squirrels. <laughs> 
big numbers, I guess. Uh, so Craig Hollis, Mystery Mortal, he's coming. He his superpowers is he cannot die ever, maybe. So he says. So that's pretty interesting. Um, where we got here? Uh, Night Thrasher, Dwayne Taylor, Night Thrasher. He doesn't have any superpowers. He is a local celebrity, so he's basically Booster Gold, is what I'm understanding. She's beat Doctor Doom, which is not an easy feat. Um, Dead. Uh, she's uh had battles with Deadpool. That's interesting. And Wolverine. Uh, I'm trying to find a better one of her feats. She's also saved the world from Galactus. But she does not technically defeat him, though she tries to harm him when they first meet. Instead, she befriends Galactus. Oh, <laughs> either way. I know. I want to find a better uh, list of her actual feats at some point. Uh, so we got Robbie Baldwin as Speedball. His superpower is that he can launch kinetic balls of energy. Um, Zach Smith is Microbe, who can talk to germs. Interesting. Who? What is all these for? These are for the... TV show, The New Warriors. Interesting. Coming to ABC Family or Freeform. Huh. And we got Deborah Fields as Debris, and her superpower is low-level kinetic or telekinetic and trickster. Interesting. So that's pretty goddamn interesting indeed. There's one more thing here, Lane, if you want to read it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two will have five post-credit scenes. Yeah, from what was it? What was it? One mid-credit scenes and then five throughout the end, or what? Or uh, four throughout the four throughout the, cr- the 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 <coughs> mid-credits, and then one at the very end, and then one at the very end. <coughs> That's crazy. And this dude. was confirmed by James Gunn, the director. He came right out and said that that is what's happening. So that is fucking crazy. Now, <coughs> here's my guess: a lot of them, probably the majority of them, are going to be comedic. Younguldore. I'm sorry. I just saw that right now. I couldn't hold it in. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. That's They're probably going to be comedic. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Like dancing girls. Oh, I'm sure, but still. Uh, that but yeah. last one's going to be crazy. I'm sure, yeah. If it comes after the full fucking credits, like... Should be the one to set it all. Because this is going to see how they're yeah. going to enter fucking yeah. Infinity, War, Infinity War. I, I bet you it has something to do with Thanos. Thor is Thor, and then... Yes. Ragnarok's going to... Oh, have you seen that trailer? Yes. Oh, I baby. Oh I can't God. wait for trailer number two. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right, so uh, we can briefly discuss this since it was a brief trailer, but Star Wars news, we have the Last Jedi teaser trailer came out, which... Yeah, it was good. It's your fucking fault that I even like Star Wars as much as I do, because you had so much hype for this movie, you never even saw it. What you movie? still haven't seen it. What movie? Nate was all, he was all fucking losing his shit when the, when the Force Awakens teaser trailer came out. He's like, dude, it looks so crazy, I gotta see it, and then he never went and saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to? It's good. Force Awakens is a dope movie. Yeah. It's really cool. This movie, dude. Amazing. It was awesome, too. It was really fucking good. Um, but yeah, that trailer was cool. It was We see uh, Ray doing some training with Luke on that rock. Yeah, that dude, that scene was awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. And then the, the I love seeing the, the all the ships coming down against, like, it was like a salt flat. They had, like, red smoke. Oh yeah, it was. They were all like, "Oh, so cool!" And then I mean, we see Luke, and dude, there's a new rumor they're circling around that Luke's first words to Ray are, "Who are you?" Oh, maybe he doesn't know who she is. No, I mean, maybe she doesn't. But it was, it just doesn't. It doesn't match what was on his face. 
I mean, maybe this is lightsaber. She probably just looked like holy shit. That was his lightsaber, right? Yeah. I wonder why. So crazy he doesn't even have it. He's probably the most powerful guy right now, and he didn't. I don't know. Whatever. We'll he probably see. has his green one. They'll explain it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's his father's lightsaber, huh? Yeah. With the one he lost. The one he lost. That that Vader cut cut his hand off. Yeah. That was when he lost that, and then the next movie he had his robot hand and a green <coughs> lightsaber. Yeah. That he said he made himself. So I imagine he has that out there. But um, what was I gonna say? Damn it. I was gonna say something about Star Wars. You got a lot. You got a lot in this trailer, but you also don't get a whole lot either. And oh yeah, I can just envision him like riding on her back. I know, running right? around, and then like and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" He goes, "This is just the way that I know how to teach. Like, this is how my master taught me." <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's probably not going to happen, but that I would, would be laugh fucking so hilarious. hard, dude. Oh, I would, I would shit myself. That would be so funny. I can be a backpack while you run. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that on Star Wars? Never watched it's one them. of the bad lip reading ones. Oh my god, dude! No, so just the Star Wars movie itself. Like, well, Yoda's very old at, at this point, and he was training Luke, and he couldn't keep up, so he like rode on Luke's back while he did all his training and shit. Because he, but he was little. It, yeah. But it just—it's funny picturing Luke Skywalker on top of this girl. At, well, not like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Uh, and he says something in the trailer about uh, how he knows one truth, and that it is oh, time yes. for the Jedi to end. Oh baby. I wonder if he's even like going to kill himself. I don't know. I think he's going to kill everybody and then kill himself. Uh, I, I believe at Star Wars Celebration, the director of this movie came out and said that he thought it was uh, one of the most obvious things ever and which way to take the term Jedi, because it could be taken plural or singular, and he pretty much claimed that it was, I think, plural, that that was what it meant. If Star Wars removes... No, singular. If Star Wars removes all the Jedi and there's no like no more Jedi ever... Then that's pretty much Star Trek. Yeah, that's what's going to be now. There's a lot of there's a lot of speculation <laughs> on, on what's going to happen, man. That Ray could become a gray, one of the grays, which is like oh, neutral Jedi. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, they don't they 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 believe in both balance. Like they believe that you have to have some evil and some light. So they. Kinda I bet just, there'd be a badass gray lightsaber. They're I'll like white, cool. I think. Yeah, they're yeah. like white sabers. That'd be dope. Yeah, they're cool. Um, and they're from Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Right. They're like they've been so they exist. Upon. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of rumor of that happening, and there's also, um, I mean, it's all speculation, right, but... Right, Well, all right. Let's, uh, Battlefront 2 trailer came out. It was pretty dope. Yes. That looks... They, uh, they said they're going to change a lot of things from the first game, and it's just going to be that much better. And there's a campaign. Yes, I can't wait for that, man. I'm buying this game. Yeah. So, and the, the cool thing is, is, if you go watch a trailer, it looks so fucking beautiful, and it says... Right, Right on the bottom, that it's straight up game engine footage. Like they're not. That's not. Yeah, the game well, movie footage. Well, Battlefront. The first one I haven't even seen it on my TV here yet at all yet. I, yeah, I can't wait. I gotta. Do I that. mean, yeah, the first one was the most beautiful game I had ever seen. Yeah, imagine. and this one's probably gonna top that. Right. Luke's appearance in this mo- game looked fucking crazy in the trailer. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah. All right, but the last one we got here is uh, Carrie Fisher will not appear in Episode Nine. A popular story circulated that her <laughs> husband and daughter and uh, brother. Maybe not husband. I think brother and daughter had said that she would be appearing in episode nine via extra footage and no CGI and unused shots from the previous two films. But this has came out to to be not true. Like it is not one hundred percent not happening. I guess. But I guess nothing is one hundred percent until right. we see the movie. Also, did you know, Lane? No. I just found out today that Probably Han Solo, not. the Han Solo movie, okay. comes out next May. Like we don't have to wait a year for it. Yeah, we do. Well, from now we do. I'm saying I I meant to say a year between 
Star Wars films. Like we get, oh, yeah. we get Last Jedi, and then a few months later we get five months later. Yeah, we get uh, oh, yeah. Han Solo. That's cool. And then we'll get no. Then we will. Then we'll, there will be nothing else for that year. Right. So that'll be really weird. Yeah. Well. Until Episode Nine, the next, and they're also due to announce the next anthology film. Um, dude. I know. Uh, you know soon. my take on that. I know. But anyway, uh, Harry Potter new Jude Law has been cast as Youngledore, <laughs> which is funny as shit to me. In Fantastic Beasts too. So young Dumbledore is what that means. So that's pretty. That's pretty exciting. You know, you remember who Jude Law is, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Him, him fighting fucking. What's his name? Grindelwald. No, I know Grindelwald's name. I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, Johnny Depp. Yes, that guy. I will never forget the actor, the, the character's name. It's always the fucking actor name I can't <laughs> And I know fucking Johnny Depp, too. It's stupid. I'm stupid. It's all right. It's okay. But that's right. it. That's it for Nerd News. So that leads us right into the meat of the episode.
Yes, we're getting to a Gotham All Seasons recap. Now, keep in mind, this is not going to have everything. We didn't. We're not going to mention everything that happened. It was. It was hell. We're going through everything and trying to write our own summary for it. It was tough. But. So yeah, don't be like, oh, you guys missed this. We we know we're missing things. We know what we're missing. We just put in what we thought enough to talk about it so we can put it into our episodes. Spoiler warning, this is going to be all spoilers from Season 1 all the way through where we are currently at in Season 3. We have a guest, Nate Prim. He is also a big fan of this show. What up? What up? But uh, we thought you'd have him with us today. He he likes it a lot. And who wouldn't like it a lot? Even, you don't even have to like superhero shit at all to no. like this show. It's that it's just a good show in general. Like Just crazy, oh. dark, awesome. But, He's never had boring time in this show. No. Not really. I mean, there was a time like I don't. I stopped watching it just because I moved or something, and I just never. I got and then when I finally got back into it, I just took off from there. Like, <clears throat> but we're gonna do it season by season. We're gonna go season one, season two, first part of season three. We're gonna mention the characters that are new into the episode each season. But uh, being two and a half seasons through the show Gotham, we are finally ready to add it to our repertoire. We are going to give a brief yet detailed description of each season and its characters. We'll be seeing Jim Gordon's introduction to Gotham, Bruce Wayne, and some very famous Batman villains, while still dealing with standard crimes in the crime-ridden city that is Gotham. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, my God. You all right over there? I'm dying. Do you forget how to breathe again? No. (laughs) Don't even make me fucking talk about that. That was one of the weirdest things. <laughs> Forgot how to breathe. He's a, you're a weird dude. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off season one. In the 22 episodes of season one, we see various well-known characters along with some not-so-well-known characters, even maybe a few brand-new characters, which we do know they created for the show. We got uh, James Gordon, the young James Gordon, which, you know, you always typically see him as an older man. I like Ben McKenzie. Yeah, dude, he does a great job. I like him as Jim Gordon. He's really fucking good. It's cool. It's cool to see him go through everything he's going through to to what we see as James Gordon. His experiences is awesome. That's pretty, He's pretty much the main character of Gotham. He, this is a James Gordon show. But You're we right, see Mike. Every, Season one was fucking great. Yes, it was. Sorry, I wasn't following the live feed at all, so I wasn't getting any comments. So I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, season one was fantastic. I think all the seasons have been fantastic. But since we're talking about season one, um, not as well-known Harvey Bullock. Now, I recognize his name listening to one of the fucking uh, graphic audios. He was a partner to, I can't remember her name, but the, uh, Renee Montoya, who in the comic book she's known for being uh, the question at one given time. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I knew we wrote that, wrote that down somewhere. All right, so then we got Bruce Wayne, obviously, who was played by young David Mazouz. Uh, da- I'm sorry, David Mazouz. That's how he likes his name. It's cool seeing him, too, young like that, but he's so scrawny. It's Remember him from that. Touch? He was the kid from Touch. Yeah. Yeah, that show got canceled after one season, didn't it? Yeah, no. or no. something. Maybe two, two. Two or three. I never finished this. It so was an no interesting idea. show, man. It really was, dude. Touch was fucking crazy. Um, We got a uh, Sarah Essen who in the comic books is a partner and has an affair with Jim Gordon, but in the show she is a quite different just being their captain. Um, you also, can jump in any time you want. So also Alfred Pennyworth. Or any comments you have on any character or anything. Um, geniusly portrayed by uh, Sean Pertwee. And oh, I, I also, love Alfred. I was going to say, I also love this fucking Alfred. <clears throat> He's I a do, badass. I do remember watching for season one every time a new character got 
introduced, yeah. I immediately would pause the show and just go look up to see if it was like an actual right. character or a fictional character. You know what I mean? I do that occasionally. If I don't recognize a name, I'll look it up. I'm like, oh, fucking yeah, this is this person. Well, we do it a lot more now than we used. Than, Nate was doing it back when he first started watching The Flash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would notice Easter eggs and he would tell me about how he looked them up. Um, let's see here. So Oswald, 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 Cobblepot, aka Penguin, which he does okay. I like him. Yeah. Uh, in the show, there's He's been a lot of variations of Penguin. Like Danny DeVito's Penguin is like the the go-to Penguin. I think when you, oh, yeah. when you think of Penguin, that's what you think of. I'm not gonna say that. When you think of seeing Penguin, what do you? No, think? no, no. I was gonna say something completely different. Oh, but. I d- decided not to Hasn't not to let my like a big chubby ignorance show. Really short, fat, yeah. fucking squat. This guy's like tall and lanky. Mike says Alfred is definitely one of my favorite characters. Definitely cool. the Hell truth. Yeah. Alfred's probably the most badass. Alfred. He really, really is. Oh shit, man! He's gonna train Batman to become what he becomes yeah. to begin with. What was that? What was that thing? Uh, uh, neat. Oh yeah, it was from Injustice. You know, uh, the first the first Injustice prior to the video game. They had like a series of comic books come out. Where, what was it, like pills? There was pills that Superman was giving out or something? Yeah. And they had stolen one. No. Yes. Batman had, like, taken one, and then Alfred took one and beat Superman's ass. Headbutted the shit out of him, <laughs> broke his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Yeah, dude, cool. this an old, bald Alfred dude, and he just walks up to Superman and, well, boom, <laughs> right in his face. And Superman, like, oosh, dude. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, Alfred is dope. I got to show Nate the con- Let's keep reading it. I'm going to show Nate the uh, all right, so then we got That's Selena picture. Kyle, who is Catwoman, and uh, hey, Brandon, what's up, buddy? Brandon, we we were gonna have you, we were gonna get a hold of you for something. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. It's awesome, dude. It just fucked him up. <laughs> made him bleed. Yeah, well, like these pills they were taking made made you almost as strong as Superman. Like they developed these pills somehow. <laughs> And like this is what he looked like after he was done with him. <laughs> Dude, he fucked him up. <laughs> Albert beat his ass. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Selena Kyle is Catwoman, who is uh, she's, she's a shiesty little bitch. Dude, I love her, man. She's yeah, awesome. she's really cool. I don't fuck with her. And then we got the cre- creme de la creme, man. Edward motherfucking Nigma. I love this guy. I never uh, thought he's the most interesting character. Oh, absolutely. Dude, he does it. He does a good job at. I never thought in my life I would ever see anybody do it even close to as good as Jim Carrey did, but this guy, it's it's not the same as Jim Carrey's Riddler. But Brandon it's just, says that he's stronger than Superman's weak ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, I mean, I could, beat up, I could beat up this guy right here, this Superman. Yeah. I could probably break that. I'd probably hurt my hand. Brandon? That thing. Brandon <laughs> just beat my- <laughs> I'm totally going to fucking video call you after this podcast because you need to see yeah. our nerd cave here. We're live from Gotham right now, but anyway. Hi, Gotham. <laughs> we should have police sirens because that's realistic in the Gotham. But but yeah, Edward Nigma. He does. I mean, he's not really. We start seeing his character build towards the end of the season. I think, if I remember correctly, it, it all meshes together for me. It's hard to really pinpoint exactly what happened in season one or happened in season two. You know what I mean? It, I mean, he was doing he goes. was doing little fucking rid- riddles and shit. Not, yeah, not like in the show that much, right? And then he becomes more. I mean, we knew as soon as we I saw Edward Nigma, I'm like, oh, because I Dude, knew the name really from uh, the the Batman mm-hmm. games for sure. And then Renee Montoya, which I mentioned earlier, talking about Harvey Bullock. She's just you know she's uh, in the comic. She's partnered with Harvey Bullock, also recognized as one of the incarnations of the Question, 
button questions the guy. He has no. Fe- you ever seen like the guy got no face? It's just blank, like nothing's on it. No right. facial features so yeah, whatsoever. Right up there, Nate, Trinity Ward. Yeah. In the top right. Yeah, see, oh, okay. he has no oh, face. Yeah. He That's looks, he, so he's kind of sort of modeled off of, uh, or no, I should say it this way, Rorschach okay. is modeled after the question. Just yeah. like a gritty fucking detective, minus he, the. Uh, he doesn't really have any Rorschach superpowers. Yeah, he he doesn't have superpowers or nothing. He does. That's not even his. It's like a mask that he wears. It just looks like it's that's crazy looking mask. But she becomes him under his tutelage at first. And uh, but in the in Gotham, she's in major crimes, partnered with Crispus Allen. That that you know those two major crimes yeah. in the very beginning yeah. with that black guy in her. Yes, Mike. That is when that is when Nigma's uh, all, uh dark side starts coming out in the mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah, when he did that season two, yeah. When he's like ta- arguing with himself, and he does a good job at that. And, and no, Brandon, we did not take United Airlines to Gotham, <laughs> but we will call. We you. wouldn't have made it here. <laughs> we would have been. <laughs> we would not have. We Do we look beat up to you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then we had uh, Christmas Allen, which was their partner, and uh, Carmine Falcone, which uh, Falcone's a huge name in fucking Go- in Batman. You know, just a mob boss of the city. No special powers. Just I, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I never heard of this guy. You never heard of Falcone? Show. No. Hmm. But I wasn't very, very steeped in Batman lore at all. Right. Like I had watched just a few episodes of the animated series, but I, I, I don't know. I only knew like the mains, but Carmine Falcone, I did not know was a huge deal until you told me. I think. And then uh, we didn't have anything written about him. No. No, just Carmine Falcone. And then Fish Mooney, uh, played by Jada Pinkett Smith. I think she's sexy, dude. And she is made exclu- as far as we can tell from all the research we've done. She is an exclusive to Gotham, yes, to, to the TV show. Which I think she's an awesome. She's an awesome dude. She's just a yeah. Badass. She's really cool. Very nice addition. If you're gonna add anybody, and then we got Butch Gilzine, who is her, her right hand man, just like a muscle bodyguard. As far as I know, he's also made for the show. Uh, <laughs> we look like sex symbols, apparently. What does that mean? I'm not sure. He said, nah, you guys look like sex symbols. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we try. And then uh, Salvatore Maroni. Maroni's also a well-known mob <laughs> boss in the Batman lore. And he's a rival mob boss to Carmine Falcone. Uh, Leslie Tompkins. She is the... I read some... I can't... I don't know why... We, I thought we wrote this in here, but she... She's is, like old. Yeah, she? in the comic book, she's really old when uh, when he meets her. But in, in here, she's... That's... She was the doctor at the prison, or the uh, or, uh, that fucking Blackgate, or whatever, right? Uh, Arkham. Arkham. It was Arkham. I, why do I keep thinking Blackgate? That's where that's where Gordon went to Arkham. Oh, that was Arkham. I don't know that's why wh- Blackgate. Where that's the fuck where, is Blackgate? It's a jail. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but anyway, he he met her there in the show. There they get together, or whatever. But in the sh- in the comic book, she's old and she's quite a different character. But whatever. Kristen Kringle, lover to Nigma, or he loves her. We'll see more character build up on that too. She's interesting. Uh, Ivy Pepper as Poison Ivy. Yeah. And we got a really dope portrayal of Victor Zaz. Victor Zaz, if you ever played Arkham Asylum, he was you fought him like right in the beginning. You like, you just sneak up on him and take him out, but he's crazy as shit. He really is crazy. But he's cool. I like him in the show, dude. He's a badass. I would love to have a Mogi, uh, a fucking Funko Pop of him. I don't even know if they have. Me. If they do, I want it. <laughs> I forget what he looks like. That he's that bald. He's bald, and he always has the guns, and he always has his eyes are full. Oh, that's right. Victor Zaz. They have uh, that assassin. They have they have he's, uh, he's Funko crazy. Pops. They have Funko Pops that you can purchase that are uh, that are blank. Yeah, but it would that have to be the shape. I couldn't do that, man. 
Well, no, I mean, Victor's ass is bald, so all I gotta do is paint a suit onto him and yeah, black but it, eyes. Yeah, but there's way more. Look at that zoom. That's all just black, but I couldn't fucking do all that shit. Well, that is, that, that's different. Yeah, but still, you gotta know what I it might be like. able to do something for you if they didn't uh, have one. I'm a pretty creative guy. Uh, Gill- Gillian Gillian Loeb is Commissioner Loeb. He's well known. He's uh, the boss of fucking James Gordon in the police department. Uh, Harvey Dent. If you don't know who, Har- I mean, people, you know Harvey Dent, who that is. Like, yeah, we, we all know that's Two Face. He's not anywhere close to becoming Two Face. I don't imagine quite yet, but he's only a couple episodes. Yeah, he's interesting. That actor is very familiar. I can never. I can. We got Jason Skolinski as the ogre. He was in a show called Heroes, but he was a villain in the show. He like got. He's the one that took the women. He's the one that made that bitch crazy. Gordon's girlfriend. Okay. That guy that he was like kidnapping women and yeah. then doing weird shit with them. He's the one that fucked her up. So we're going to get right into our season one summary. Take a deep breath. This is going to be a long time. All right. It's not super long. It won't take long. All right. So. But Nate, yeah, we can. And when, as DJ is going to start reading, we can just, whenever you hear something interesting, just say, just say it now instead of waiting because that way we can talk about it when it happens. All right. So Jim Gordon being recruited by into the GCPD fresh out of the military works his first assignment with partner Harvey Bullock which happens to be the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. That's interesting. Yeah. His very first case in Gotham is that murder. Which I like is, that. Well, that's the very first scene in the show, yeah. isn't it? That, that murder. I think so. It's been so long since I've seen that. I'm pretty sure that's how exactly like how it starts out. I would like to rewatch this show. That was very interesting, especially where they said they're leaving the show, you know, too. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. So he is introduced to Bruce and Alfred developing a bond with young Master Wayne promising him he will catch his parents' killer. Throughout his investigation, he confronts the likes of Fish Mooney, local crime boss, along with some of Batman's future villains, Selina Kyle, Oswald Cobblepot. Um, during his investigation, him and Bullet come across things such as child trafficking ring, ultimately going in or going to the doll maker, uh, the weather balloon killer. The, dude, that shit was crazy. When I first saw the weather balloon killer, yeah. dude, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and this, this you just hear like the mention of the doll maker, but then we see him more later, right. much later. But, it, it, but yeah, dude, the, that, that guy, the first time I saw him like put fucking people into the sky and then like days later. They'd fall down. They would fall. I was like, what the fuck? I'll never forget talking to you guys about that at work, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So while Oswald is on the rise, all this is happening. Uh, so when Gordon is ordered to kill Oswald to prove his corruptness, like every other cop had, has had to do, um, but he decides to not kill him and spares Penguin because of anything, if if anything, Gordon tries to follow the rules. Yes. Which, you know, he that's what makes him who he is, you know, like... He, you couldn't have a crooked Gordon. That wouldn't make any sense. Oh, right. Exactly. Let's see. So, so Bruce, doing some investigating of his own, starts delving into his own company and other related ones, such as <coughs> Wellzine. Um, Fish plants a mole into Falcone's care and hopes to destroy him and be number one. This is when Gotham City starts getting strange. That was that girl. That girl that, uh, that remember she taught her how to dance and sing and... She oh, went yeah. on, like talking to Falcone and she it was like his little girlfriend, you know what I mean? Yeah. It reminded him of his wife or daughter or something. Mm. Or his mom. His mom or something like yeah. that. Man. But fish I fish that. that was some detailed fuck yeah. for <laughs> for fish to go into that much to teach her everything she that's crazy. Dude, they did a really good job with Fish Mooney, man. Like she could have been a part of the lore for 
ever. And I Jada Pinkett Smith is an amazing actress, I think, dude. She she kills that role. Jada Pinkett and as Fish Mooney, and then Will Smith is Deadshot in the DCEU. Hell yes. Crazy. All I need to do is get as little Jaden as uh, Static Shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So. Uh, yeah, he could I'm, do it, man. Yeah, he looks. He looks the part. You ever watch that cartoon, Static Shock? Is that black kid? He had dreads and he could, he rode around on, like trash can I know, lids. I've never watched oh, that I love that show, man. I loved it. Let's see. So when all the eccentric <laughs> villains begin to pop up, such as the people using uh, the street drug Viper, which was the. Made people really strong, right? I think so. I think it's what becomes Venom later. I think it was like a, a first try at Venom, the thing that makes oh, Bane strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe. I don't, don't quote me on that. Um, Let's see. The spirit of the goat who kills Gotham City's firstborns. Oh, yeah. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> and then we see violence between Maroni and Falcone begin to escalate. Oswald, as sneaky as ever. Um, What was he doing that was so sneaky? Just oh yeah, just, just working just, under yeah, working under knows. Maroney, working under Falcone, and yeah, all this. just being a double agent and shit. I like Oswald. He's, he's trying to do whatever he can to advance. Yeah, man. He, hey, dude, he doesn't. He's not strong. He doesn't have brawn. He's, he's using. He's using what he has to use. It can be people can call it sneaky and pussy all you want, but he ain't never walking up to Falcone and f- fighting him hand to hand and winning. Not happening. Yeah, that's so you got to do. How many times in the shows he talked himself out of getting murdered by someone? Every time because he's alive. It's like he does it so often. Like it's crazy, dude. <laughs> he really does. It's crazy. But that, he just proves that you don't have to be strong to be, a, you know, because he succeeds. You know, we know what what the penguin is later on in the fucking Batman world. It's crazy. Like, let's see. So we see a not yet evil Harvey Dent uh, working with Gordon to figure out the Wayne murder. He's the ADA, I think. Here, yeah, he becomes the DA. Harvey Dent's the DA. I think he's the ADA in Gotham, if I remember correctly. Yes, you're right. Um, let's see here. So after some unfortunate happenings in the GCPD, Gordon is transferred to Arkham Asylum and Bruce and Selina start traversing Gotham City, avoiding killers and thieves. Um, so in Arkham Asylum, Gordon meets Leslie Tompkins, a doctor for the asylum, while Oswald starts building his army. And then a man named known as Jack Gruber escapes from Arkham and Gordon sees this as an opportunity to get his job back by capturing the electrocutioner. That's who Jack Gruber was. Right. He was that's that he dude, he was like tall and old like remember that guy? Yeah, I do. Nate, remember him? Yeah. He was interesting, man. He was cool. So having to deal with a failing or with failing at the Wayne case, the war happening between Maroni, Mooney, Falcone, and secretly Penguin, we see a little side story involving Jerome Velasca. And involving his mother being killed. We do see him go a little crazy, being the preface of becoming Batman's greatest foe, the Joker. That's right. So, so yeah. So, we've talked about this on the show plenty of times. And that shit is crazy. It's crazy to me to think that it's all happened in season one. I know. I hope well, we're everyone current. got introduced pretty much. Yeah. Like all the main characters, like if you were to, if I were to ask you to name the top ten Batman characters, they probably you know, in there. They probably in there. Right. Oh, except for Bane. 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 Yeah, but Bane comes away. Like, I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't know. That it'd be hard for them to. His origin story is too in depth yeah. to bring Bane in right now. But, but I mean, I just when I think about seeing the Scarecrow, it just feels like not three seasons ago. Like it seems like I don't know. I just watched it all real quick. I guess so. But still. Uh, so let's see here. 
With an exciting couple of episodes, we see Dr. Crane beginning to develop the famous fear gas commonly used by his son, who later becomes a scarecrow. We also see a scarecrow. Dude, scarecrow we find is out- crazy in these games, man. Like yeah. in the Arkham games, he is fu- Dude, I, I recommend those. Yeah, I have it. You can you can take it anytime. Oh, just the first one. I haven't started Arkham City yet. It's a long game. If you just play the story mode, I don't I've know. also heard Lane that Scarecrow is fucking crazy in Injustice 2. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like I've heard that it's really fucking nuts. Um so after uh where am I at here? Yeah, so in the in the season Scarecrow it was revealed something like that he he's constantly seeing uh the highest level of fear gas. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Like that's fucking nuts. So Mooney being defeated has her club given to Oswald by Falcone after brainwashing Mooney's right hand man, Butch? Yeah, remember how he like had him all brainwashed to do whatever Penguin fucking told him? That was so I, I forgot all about that until I, I read like this. Butch, one. Oh, dude. Which is one of my favorite characters. He's so funny in that. Show. Yeah, and he's so stupid, dude, but he's he does the most badass thing ever in that. Show. Oh, fuck yeah, he does, dude. We'll get oh, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. That's coming up. So, Bruce having a meeting with the board of Wayne Enterprises ruffles some feathers, most likely causing problems for himself in the future. We see the famous crew known as the Red Hood Gang. Um, Fish, who is believed to be dead, is just a prisoner on an island to a Dr. Dolmacher, who single-handedly gives us one of the most uncomfortable experiences with a man having woman parts sewed to him. Oh, my God. Hit it, Lane. It was horrible, man. I was like, I don't remember. I don't I was just... Dude, I'll, I'll never forget him. it. Wasn't he just waking up too? Yeah, like like he took fish into this room and it seemed like a normal conversation and he just like pulled aside some curtains and this man just like waking up like, oh, like with tits and female arms. I'd be like, I couldn't even imagine how I'd feel if that was me. Like, how powerless could you feel at that point? Dude, the night after you watched that, I'd rather just be killed. We did an episode. It was a Tuesday morning. We did an episode and you were like, dude, I know you're I, scarred. I, I was. It's horrible, man. You're like I could not watch that scene. It made me so uncomfortable. I, I like, just, I just want to watch it again. <laughs> that scene? Yeah. I know. I, we can pull it up. That <coughs> Lane's going to pull it up. I remember it, but I don't remember. I'm going to finish up this last paragraph here where you guys pull it up. Uh, so towards the end of the season, we see the ogre who kills young woman, or women um, while Fish begins to plot her escape from the island. The ogre, having captured Barbara, starts taking her, her uh, down to the path, or down down the path that uh, will make her the deranged ex that we know today. Selena helping Bruce, trying to Expose the corrupt Wayne Enterprises. Nigma comes to his crush, Kristen Kringle's defense, uh, killing her abusive cop boyfriend. Penguin leading a massacre, which starts an epic war in Gotham City, ending, or yeah, and then ending our season with Bruce learning some unfortunate truths, uh, which was about Wayne Enterprises being corrupt, yeah, and shit like that, and yeah. like his father having some secret or something that he didn't know about, right. Shit like that. But it wasn't a bad secret. But Right. And then Nigma dealing with his recent actions. Um, Gordon and the GCPD dealing with their war in the city. And Bruce begins to search for clues within Wayne Manor. And for anything his father may have left behind. I believe it was in the finale that we find that we see the Batcave, yeah? We see the door to the Batcave, I think. Right. <coughs> I think the next season started with them getting in there and like blowing it, yeah. blowing it up, whatever. But because yeah, like they moved, I think the ending, the end of the season was the bookcase or the fireplace moving out of the way. Oh, we got Ryan Sankey in here, nice. Kenzie Hamilton. What's up, guys? But uh, doing a bit of Gotham talk here. Yeah, but um, what was I saying? I brought this dollmaker thing up. We're gonna watch this. It's a minute and twenty-one seconds. A collection of parts. A 
happens when I replace your eyes? This scene is crazy. She, I love the way she carries herself. She carries herself just like, I'm in control of every situation. But even Fish Mooney is disturbed by what we see here, man. Nice talk. Do we have a deal? So confident right now. Conditionally. I will send you back to the basement. She has no idea what she's getting herself into. I couldn't imagine seeing this in real life, dude. I saw this on a TV show and I was uncomfortable. If I saw this in real life, I would puke. I think she does puke. And if I fail? Maybe they don't pull any curtains aside. Oh, yes, they do. You may remember my former office I was like, what's going to happen? What's, gonna happen? what's up, buddy? Oh, my God. Hope you had a good birthday there, champ. Oh. It looks so real. It does look so real. That is so horrible, dude. I couldn't even. <laughs> so does head to a woman body. That's crazy. That is the literally the sickest individual I've ever seen, man. That is horrible <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. Um, I can't even handle it, man. It yeah, up. that's crazy. All right, so I want to take a minute, a minute here in between seasons here because we didn't discuss this, but I had my comic book come out, um, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a signing thing here, live. Yes. Um, I've been waiting a very long time for this to come <laughs> out. The first issue is available May 1st for everybody else. I've got two issues here that I'm going to sign for these two bros because everybody's been in a support. So if you're watching, follow my page, and you can get your own copy really soon. Your hands in, please. So I'm going to do this right now. Yeah, we're proud of DJ. He worked hard on this. I appreciate it. I've been doing this for a very long time. Now, it's, it's only a zero issue, so it's like uh, origin tale here. But I have been put a lot of work into this, so I'm I'm pretty excited. I don't even have an autograph style down here. Well, we get your very first ever try. <laughs> yeah. See, we're gonna take this somewhere, and they're not gonna be like a. This isn't a dude pin hollow signature. I'm like, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one. Let that dry for a second. Hell yeah, dude. That's a dope-ass signature, man. You better keep it exactly the same so I don't run into that fucking problem ever. I'm going to try. I don't know. I don't... Well, just in case, just call me up and I'll have... Uh, yeah. And then, see, they're going to have to call Rob Bruce, and Rob Bruce will be like, well, actually, this is the very first time Deutsch Penhollow ever signed anything. <laughs> He's just going to know that information. <laughs> like I've contacted with Rob Bruce. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. All right, Dead Leap. DJ's issue. Check it out. It's interesting. It's a time travel tale. I don't want to. I wrote a comic book, Sebastian. Yeah, I know we've talked. We've talked a million times on Twitter and stuff, and I've never told you that information because that's been a very long and discouraging road. It's not Ray Buck, Sebastian. That's no. That's my buddy Sebastian Kubanucci from the Walking Dead Enthusiast Podcast. Yes. Yeah. So. uh But yeah, it was a very long road, very discouraging road, and it came to a culmination on April 1st, and I jumped at the uh, opportunity, and here we are. So it is it is written by myself and art by Jeremy Calderon. Now this, the thing that is special about this issue, real quick, is that this is the only issue that will ever have Jeremy's art in it. Now there's a lot there's a lot going on here. It's a black and white comic book. 
Yeah, next Robert Kirkman. Thanks, buddy. But yeah, this is I'll show you this real quick while you're watching. This is what I get from Robert Kirkman. I get black and white. And that's uh, the best. I like that. I like that in a comic book. Yeah, it, it, it's also very it's cheaper. Yeah. You don't have to pay anybody to do colors for you. But yeah, it's it's all black and white and and that, that is because Walking Dead is what I've grown to love as a comic book enthusiast. Um right. So in in 20 years when we're all watching uh, uh previously on AMC's Dead Leap uh, and 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 Sebastian's changed his podcast to uh, the de- the Dead Leap Enthusiast podcast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we, we can, have to start kicking out issues so he can talk about it, man. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. But uh, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But we're gonna go. We're gonna get go ahead and get right back into Gotham here. Thanks for letting me take a break. And Not do a that. problem, guys. I meant to do that at the top of the show, but I totally forgot. It's okay. Nice little break between. Please, seasons. not AMC. He says. <laughs> <laughs> We're we'll going to it. the CW, baby. Oh. Yeah, we could do it on the CW and get get your buddy Ryan involved. Or we'll do it. We'll do it right alongside Survivor because I know how you love Survivor so much. You can like have an issue where they go there. He goes there. He's like, "Fuck." Yeah.
Alright. So let's do season two here, Lynn. You want to take the right. start it off? With the return of season two, we get 22 more episodes. There is one simple yet extremely accurate way to name these seasons. The Rise and Wrath of the Villains. In this season, we see even more of the famous Batman villains along with some more recognizable faces that are not villains. But yeah, like I said, the only way to call this the rise and wrath of the villains because every episode is titled the rise of the villains something and then halfway through it's the wrath of the villains something. But it's so aptly named because we see so fucking many of them. It's like, weird. It, yeah. It's the only, one of the only shows that has that. What? Like they subtitle their, their first part of the season and subtitle their last part of the season. To be honest, I didn't even know that. Like, I don't even, I don't read the season titles. Oh yeah, yeah. Titles. It's it's weird, man. It's right, it's. Because I binged it. Like, right. I watched three episodes at a time. And just fucking. Just I will, Sebastian. I will. I'll get a hold of you. Three, four, five episodes. But uh, we got some more characters that are introduced here that we're going to talk about right now. Um, Theo Gallivan and Talibatha, Tabitha Gallivan, two uh, bro- uh, just as, at the time a seemingly rich, just a rich brother and sister. He's coming to try to be mayor or some shit. He's like having a huge impact on Gotham all that was out of one nowhere. Thing that we couldn't remember Nate, like what brought him there in the first place. Uh, he just showed up, right? And I was like, because I, I was like, who the well, fuck is this guy? Well, reasoning you don't well, find out till the end of the season. right. But what did people see? like? What well, we were trying to remember just, how people he, saw him coming in. He was coming in on a political note just right away. Member, or mayor, because he pulled that stunt at the at the ballroom. Or yeah, that was a little later. Yeah. And then that that attempted assassination or whatever on somebody, yeah. it made him look good or something. But um, yeah, but he later becomes Azrael, who's a very known character, and you see him a lot in Arkham. Arkham, no, Arkham fucking Knight. Actually, he's cool, man. Um, he's a he. He represents in in the comic books. He has like those Christian the Christian war. I can't fucking what are they called? The Christian warriors, the army of the of the church back way back uh, in the day. The Church of Dumas. Yeah, but the order the, the, those war, they're called something. The soldiers. I can't. I, can't I don't know. Um, now I got to look it up. Go ahead. And read All right. So we got Ta- Tabitha Gallivan, his sister, and assassin slash bodyguard. Um, so she's a badass. She. She's a babe too. She is. Yeah. She just carries a whip and uses it like an extra appendage, and does. She's crazy. So we got uh, Lucius Fox, who works for Wayne Enterprises. Now, at some point, there 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 may be a time in the future where we are a, going to be able to have this actor on our show. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember his name at this very second in time, but we're going to make an attempt to make that happen. Well, the Templar. Oh, okay. Templar. So yeah, I remember. I remembered. All right, then we got Nathaniel Barnes, uh, season two commissioner of the GCPD, a lesser known Batman <laughs> villain, apparently called the Executioner. Yeah, now, eventually, like I, I looked him up. Every it's hard, man. Every time I look up the Executioner, it's a Marvel thing. Yeah, but I saw I, one little fucking clip, one tiny little sentence of him in DC. I I can't find anything else. Now, if one of you would be so kind to remind me when we get to the season three stuff at the end of the season three stuff, like when we're ready to talk about the trailer and the episode tonight, which we haven't watched yet, but there is something. There's a theory going around about Barnes. That I would like to bring up it, that it, I I have a feeling is not going to sit well with at least Lane. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, he, I, he he is uh he's from the Shield. He was from an no, uh, no ordinary family, right? He was the dad in that show, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Yep. Which was one of, it was one of the best superhero fucking shows ever, and it just one Hell season. Yeah. But then he becomes I like him. Michael he's interesting. Chickless, he's very intense. He is. Oh man, I can't stand him. By the book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him in this show. 
So then we got Ethel Peabody, assistant to Hugo Strange at Indian Hill. Uh, played by? Played by Tanya Pinkins. Now, yes. I should mention that when I, when I talked about Julius Agner at the top of the show, the guy who's going to have musical compositions in the show, he is, um, he is abroad in Germany, I believe it is. Um, so it is. Uh, there's a six-hour time difference from where we are with him right now. And he has started a Facebook group called the Tonya Pinkins or the Ethel Peabody group. I'm not sure what, which one it is, but it's very well known. Now, he has had Tonya Pinkins herself join this group. And uh, all these d- ha- different actors that have been on the show are fully supportive of him and his musical composition. So um, you need to get on SoundCloud and check him out support the <coughs> crap out of him because his stuff is pretty good. And he's a really nice guy. Um, <laughs> if he was a douchebag, you wouldn't want to... <laughs> Well, he's gotten hold of us several times, and he's the one who's going to try to make it happen. So there's definitely there's definitely a chance for Tony Pinkins to appear on Nerd Talk. Lips. Maybe we and don't want to say too much about that. I don't want to say it, but there, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not making any promises. These these people are busy people, but yeah, we we've talked about it before. But yeah, and then Hugo Strange, which she plays assistant to, which I I, I like both these people, man. I love Hugo Strange, and she does a very good job. Like, that stoic look. She always just is like goes along with the flow. She yeah, she's really intense. And then Hugo Strange is fucking crazy. <laughs> he almost looks exactly like he does in the comics, except that he's Asian. I don't. I can't remember. I don't think he's Asian in the comic books, but I'm fine with it. He looks really cool. Very strange person. Yeah. <laughs> then we hey got man. Silver Saint Cloud. Uh, she's a co-student with Bruce and the niece of <laughs> Theodore Gallivan. Yes. She's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bridget Pike friend to selena uh she later becomes the villain on this firefly typically he's a male everything i've ever seen but it, and so they threw a female in there but it's fine she did an interesting i like like when she was wearing the actual suit dude, it was cool yeah it was oh, really yeah. cool uh father creel is an elite member in the order of saint dumas as far as i knew when i was looking it up he pretty much is just exactly who he is in the show all right. In the comic books, like so, we got the Order of Saint Dumas, which is a religious group affiliated with the Dumas family, which is what the Galavans used to be, and they seek revenge on the other families of Gotham. Yes, specifically the Wayne family. Right. Uh, Victor Freeze, known as Mister Freeze. Uh, that's he was, all we, awesome. I, he yeah, was he was very well portrayed in the show. He was only in the one episode, wasn't he? One or two, I can't remember. Oh, no, he's definitely in. And you see him later, later when he's yeah. all like fucked oh, okay, up. That's right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then uh, Jerome Valeska, played by Cameron Monaghan. He is from uh, Shameless, and he's great in that show too. He, I don't know, I man. He, I can't. This Joker is. I, you, it's hard to ever imagine any Joker's being topped. Like you're like, oh, he's Ledger Joker, but this is my favorite. I think. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. This is he is definitely the best live adaptation of Joker in my opinion. Now at this at this point in the show, absolutely it to me, was not specifically stated, but very highly implied that he was right. a Joker. Right. I mean, just the way he was acting and stuff, and yeah, and then and then it was sort of like brought back down toward the end of the season. Like people were like, maybe he wasn't the Joker, and the Joker's more like an idea, and blah blah blah. Yeah. But no way. I think See, maybe I, that's kind of interesting though, because like <laughs> you're not supposed to know his name ever. Right, yeah. Uh, just recently, I think in New Fifty Two, Batman had he got on this helmet that gave him all knowing information, and he asked it. And he's like, "There's no way; it's impossible." And that's where it ends, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah. But issue, then, in, yeah. and then in Rebirth, it was revealed that to Batman, got that there God. was three Jokers. That there's always been three Jokers. Interesting. That was at the it was at the beginning of Rebirth. Hmm. 
And so I don't know. I haven't been following the Batman Rebirth story, so I don't That's know. That's crazy how to think about. Yeah, which that might be what the information he got. Like, he's been chasing after the Joker and it's totally been three different guys and he had no idea. They're, that just makes them even crazier. I know. That's, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> to be able to to do that? Yeah. Without, like, I don't know. That's insane. That's, that's some coordination, man. See, and it, it just depends, too. Like, I mean, you have things like The Killing Joke, which have an interesting origin tale of the Joker, which I don't know what canon that derives from. But when Rebirth is supposed to be a mesh of pre-New 52 and pre-Crisis and all, the DC Universe can get very complicated sometimes. <coughs> but, just the Flash timeline can get complicated. Oh, hell yeah. All of it, man. Holy Well, fuck. that right there, Nate. See that poster? That's the Killing Joke Joker. Yeah. And that is, his origin is very interesting. It's crazy, dude. He's crazy. Yeah. He's fucked up. But then uh, there's a character, uh, Aaron Helsinger, um, Amygdala, Amygdala or whatever. He he was that big, he's that really big guy in, in the Arkham that the Riddler befriended, the big oh, bald guy. Okay. The super, you know, he would go he's good crazy, but he's pretty much exactly like that in the comic books. He's just a dumb, you know, he has massive strength, but he's emotionally unstable and uh, he's usually a pawn. You know, like he's like a well-known. You know, I'm sure. I think the penguin has got him, and you know, just to use him in certain situations because he's just a brute. I didn't know he was like an actual character. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He he's just somebody that you know, Batman probably fights a couple times right. as part of a bigger group, and he's the big guy that comes in. And then we got Mayor Aubrey James, who was the mayor of Gotham during the time of the Wayne murders. This guy's was, a goofball, man. He really is a goofball. <laughs> they like put a <laughs> box on his head, and made <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, that that's that's mentioned in here. All right, do you want me to read this one? Yeah. All right, feel free to jump in at any time. Uh, season 2 summary starting off. Penguin being the king of Gotham, and after a shakeup at the GCPD, James Gordon must go against his morals, and he seeks help from Penguin. And, uh, at this point, king uh, he's known as the king of Gotham. He has fucking... He's pretty much the mob boss in Gotham at this point, I guess. Which is very... I love, it's interesting seeing him in that position. He's such a yeah. douche. Like he takes it's that fucking awesome, power man. for granted. Yeah, and it. oh, it's great. He he. Did nobody has ever worked so hard to become top yeah. than him? People like Falcone. It was probably in his family, and you know, it just got handed down to the son or whatever. Mm-hmm. This fucker guy, he fucking worked for it, man. Like this guy, he deserves every ounce of what he has here. Oh, yeah. uh, meanwhile, Bruce continues looking for his father's secrets, trying to get past the door behind the fireplace. They were always they're trying all these combinations and shit. They couldn't fucking figure it out. And what it ends up being is so ridiculous because he could have just guessed that to begin with. I forget what it was. It's Bruce. Oh. oh. Then one time they tried Bruce because <clears throat> because at that time he's like thinking probably he wasn't thinking him of him at that point. Mm. But uh, we see some newcomers: uh, Theo Gallivan and his sister Tabitha, people of seemingly rich family returning to Gotham after so many years with motives unknown at first. They just all of a sudden he all of a sudden he just shows up. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I feel like. I thought I missed an episode or something where yeah. he came in. He just was all of a sudden part of the show. I was like, what? Um, he eventually runs for mayor and wins through a lot of fucking trickery, a lot of backhanded shit. Uh, he does something to that other mayor. He, Like DJ was saying, he puts that box on his head. Yeah, he and kidnaps him. He makes him go MIA so they have to, they have to hold an election mm-hmm. for him or something. And if he snitches, he's going to put like a spider in him in his face or something like that. Um, oh, in the helmet. Yeah, yeah dude. Right. But then, like the the mayor ends up saying, like, "Oh, he didn't kidnap me. Like he was because he was afraid." But um, uh, Galavan gives Zardon. I don't know if you remember this guy. He was on the streets of Gotham. He was like wearing weird armor. He's like, "I am Zardon." And, and uh, oh yeah, this is when when what's his name? Gordon was doing poli- a traffic work as a cop because he was just getting back in from Arkham or whatever. He arrested him, 
And he was, and they, but he's the guy that they sent into Arkham, and then he they filled him with this blue liquid, and he like got up on the table, was like I'm Zardon, and then he like passed out, and it like just released all this gas, and that's how Theo got the Joker and all them, the maniacs. Uh, if I show you a picture, you can uh, can you read a little bit, dude? Yeah, uh, let's see. So yeah, upon his arrival to Arkham, the gas starts to expel from his mouth, and knocks out six inmates. Tabitha then breaks in and steals those inmates. Um where he is deciding to put together a little group to wreak havoc on Gotham. That weird fucking guy. Um, Barbara. We, we put Barbard. Barbard. Barbard and Jerome. No, Barbara. We Barbara. put Barbard. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I know, you typed this. I did. I don't think I said Barbard to you when I was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that it, it's not it's not underlined as, a, as not a word. Right. And then, yeah, but Barbara, yeah, it is on mine. It's on the incorrect word. Really? Yeah, but uh, Barbard and Jerome among them. Uh, Barbara being, we didn't really mention it, but she was put in the Arkham because of the ogre. I kind of mentioned it. He kind of made her crazy, no. and she tried killing uh, Gordon's uh, Leslie Tompkins. They were like, she because she's like some type of psych, uh, fucking. She thought she was a psychiatrist, and she's like, I'm not really meant for this kind of thing. She's like, just talk to me anyway. And ended up being some crazy shit. So she ends up going to Ga- Arkham, and she is broken out by Galavan by the means of Zardon. So, uh, meanwhile, Bruce and Alfred blow the door open. <laughs> They're like, fuck this. We're just going to blow it open with the fucking dynamite or whatever. And well, that, This is the point where he told Alfred, he goes, you can leave if you want. He goes, I'm going to do this with or without you. And he's like, fuck, all right. Well, you got you to gotta do the wires like this or something. Like, um, Open his father's hidden room. Seemingly the future be- beginning of the Batcave. Like, it was just a very small room right now. Yeah. But I guarantee that's what it's going to be. It's going to be built into the Batcave at some point. And that's fucking awesome to think. I hope we see that. Um, where he finds a letter from his father. In the letter, we find out that the password was Bruce, <laughs> which <laughs> I guess, like, it's, just, it's so funny that he didn't even think to use that 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 word. But there's the letter was just talking about. You know, I always thought about you, and it was just, it was a good letter for him. He needed to see it. So a mayor, mayor Mayor Aubrey James being held captive by Theo Gallivan. I believe we kind of skipped. Like we're remember this was really tough. So some things might have happened before others. were trying. We tried. But he has Theo Gallivan captured, as we were mentioning. He's doing a little bit of torture, and he ultimately convinces Aubrey to step down as mayor, and enabling him to take his place. Now, the group of six, being called the Maniacs, start wreaking havoc. Now, this is when we first start seeing Jerome. Yeah. Remember, they, they I think I mentioned, but yeah, they kidnapped that bus of cheerleaders. Oh, man. And they, like, he has all the gas on it. And before or after they went to the police station? That was before police station thing was before this no I thought, uh, for some reason i thought the police station was the first time we seen <coughs> i might be wrong no i'm pretty sure that they did the bus thing first okay. they, well they were dropping guys off the roof with maniacs That's listed right. on their yeah. chest and stuff and then they they evaded police and then he went back into the police station and that's when jerome kills the commissioner or the captain yeah, when they were looking for them after the, all this shit happened, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that's that's the stuff that comes back later in season three, the scene that he's in there. You know, the, uh, that's the where, people of that's Gotham. Where checklist comes in. Yeah, right yeah. And, uh, meanwhile, we see Nigma's dual personalities ultimately creating the Riddler. Um, you know, he's you know see him in the mirror like that we mentioned earlier. He's like arguing himself in the mirror and shit. Like, like his mirror self's talking to him, and it's fucking crazy as shit, dude. Like. He's almost as crazy as Joker to some level, man. Like, he really is, yeah. They, they operate extremely differently, but he's just as, it's just as crazy to do shit like that. Oh, like, yeah. Um, 
uh, Gordon arrives on scene and stops the maniacs. You know, about the school bus thing. It was a very close call, man. They almost killed all those fucking cheerleaders, man. Like, yeah. If he sure didn't did. drive that bus as fast as he could, whatever mm-hmm. he, you know, that was crazy. But that's the Joker, man. He gets shit done. I think I read something that the Joker has killed more people than anybody in comic book history or some shit like that. No problem. I wouldn't doubt that. Now, aside from blowing up a planet, I guess, you know, like if Galactus ate a planet, he obviously killed more people because he just ate a whole planet's worth of people. But you know what I mean? But like as a regular person, just a single person thing, like that's crazy. Um, after a little bit of disagreement with Bruce and Alfred, Bruce convinces him not to leave and to help him train to fight. So, you know, we really start seeing him, you know, the bo- a lot more boxing and actually teach him because he is badass. There, I don't remember what season it was, but remember when him and they went and fought that in that street fight? Oh, yeah. And he fucking like beat. He's like, he's just teaching him about it. it doesn't matter if they're bigger than you. You got to tire them out or something. And he kicked his ass. He got his ass kicked a little bit, too, but he won. And it was just it was cool. I love watching fucking Alfred kick some ass, man. Alfred's one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Um, so he convinces him to, to stay and train. And, uh, now with some of Selena's story, we see her friend Bridget Pike and her arsonist brothers. That was when they were looking for, uh, Malone. Yes. Matches Malone. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, that's right. Because Bruce and them found the name of Malone. They were looking for him and it led him to that street fight. And ultimately we see Malone a little later. I think we mentioned it here. Yeah. But, uh, we see, you know, her friend Bridget Pike and her arsonist brothers where they, they go and, like, they steal things and it's all revolved around fire and explosions, explosions and shit, whatever. And it leads her, an accident leads her to become Firefly. She gets, like, the suit melted to her skin, but the suit cannot be burnt. Like, the suit, the suit itself cannot be damaged by fire. I think she gets, she's in Indian Hill. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how she gets her power? Yeah, well, yeah, she gets, she like almost dies, I think, and then Hugo is up, is taken by Hugo Strange, who then turns her into Firefly. Yeah, yeah Hugo Strange is single handedly responsible for a lot of the villains existing in this show. Yes, absolutely. Because without him, there would not be a Firefly, there would not be a Joker, there would not be the Fish Mooney, there would not be. And you didn't see every Croc. Single, you didn't see every single person no. that walked out of Indian Hills. What, what exactly. were we wondering, they could show Lane? Up at any time. Yeah, we were gonna see. All of a sudden, there's gonna be Killer Cross gonna show up. And be like, Fuck. what were we wondering if it was connected to Indian Hill? I don't know. Like, there's another thing we were. Oh, Cadmus. Oh yeah. Who's that? Cadmus from Supergirl. I mean, I mean, they exist in the DC universe, but like we see a lot of that on the show. They Supergirl. do the same thing. Like they create villains. And they hate aliens and shit, and they create they created like Cyborg Superman shit like that. And but um. Now, Oswald being commanded by Theo because he has his mother. That's when he had his mother in the cell. He must do as Galavan asks of him. Now, in a warehouse where Penguin's mother is, Tabitha kills Gertrude, who is Penguin's mother, igniting a flame in Penguin. Now, that was a fucked up scene, man. Like, sure I felt so bad for Penguin right there because, I, I don't know, he, he's an evil shit. It, you know, it, things are going to happen to you if you're going to be that in that type of lifestyle, but she that was still... Up for a while yeah. He finally found where they were and he thought... I think he thought that Butch was still on his side, but he wasn't. Because Theo, remember Theo Gallivan like, undid his, mm. whatever they did to his brain. And, oh man, that was fucked up. Butch yeah. just changes sides constantly. I'll tell you what, their biggest mistake is fucking not killing Penguin. Yeah. Um, so we also see a new captain after the death of Sarah Essen, uh, Captain Barnes, who was played by Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis, right? Yeah. He was also the thing on Fantastic Four, the original ones. He sure was. Um, which he he's in, Nate didn't really like him. I I think he's more created for the show. I think he, 
a character by his name did exist in the comics, if I remember reading correctly, but it had nothing to really to do with this. Maybe he's quite different. his name is also Nate. Yeah. Nate? Hey. Nathaniel Barnes. Bing! <laughs> it's a good name, but... <laughs> the best name. Uh, who is a very, by the book, old school ex-military guy. He's very, like, lightnery. I think that's why I don't like him. Because he makes shit hard for Gordon. Yes, he does. Oh, he comes, yeah, he immediately comes in and is just like, I'm creating a strike force. Hire these new fucking guys. Train them up. That strike force was badass. They sure were. But uh, Nig- Nigma, having finally convinced Kringle to date him, ends up killing her on some by some accident. You know, he end, was acting a little crazy, and she kind of got wind of it. Finally, after convincing her to be with him, he fucking fucks it all up by killing her. And that's I think this is... I don't even know if I think. This is definitely what causes him to go into that final spiral. Of well, yeah, that was when she found out that he had killed yes. that cop. Because he thought he was telling her good news. Yeah. And he's like, don't leave. And he like grabbed her and just, what, she just died in his hands. Like, he just, oh, it was crazy, man. Yeah, it was fucked up. Because um, he was, like, horrified that she would look at him like that. You know, he thought he did her a favor. But he's he's just nuts. That's why you don't pick on nerds, man. They'll come back and riddle the shit out of you. And you'll be confused by riddles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nigma, oh yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I said, uh, killing her even further, cementing his growth into a Riddler. Nigma finds Penguin dying out in the woods or whatever. Remember when he was burying, he was trying to like find a burying space for her. Oh yeah. And Penguin was like all beat up and fucked up and shit. I think that, I think, I think they thought Penguin was dead and they stuck him out there or something. I don't remember. Uh, and he helped, he takes him in and helps him. Like he like takes him to his house or his apartment or whatever the fuck it was. And they kind of develop a bond, which we see, you know, it grows much stronger later on. But it's interesting seeing the Penguin and the Riddler working together at this point. It's really interesting to see. Uh, Galavan, with information of who killed Bruce's parents, is using it for leverage. You know, he sends in that Silver Girl. What was her name? Silver Catfish, whatever. Silver St. Cloud. Silver St. Cloud. Oh, no, it was close. <laughs> but, you know, remember because she befriended him and then she was acting like she loved him and yeah. shit. And, and uh, Catwoman was like, I don't trust this bitch. Like, and she was right, man. They should have listened to her to begin with. Yeah. And this fucking doesn't like Alfred smack that bitch, dude. He like he's like slaps Catwoman at one point outside of the school. Catwoman was like outside of the school and he like smacks her. He does, yeah. He does something very uh, demeaning to her that she's like, like not. She's not. She's like embarrassed by it. He, he was sitting down the law, man. He's trying to protect Master Bruce. He'll smack a little girl if he has to. <laughs> 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 fucking uh, Alfred gives no fucks. Um. Enigma. Uh, okay, Galavan. Yeah. So he uses information for leverage, saying he like he knows who's going to kill his parents, but Bruce has to. That's what Theo Galavan does. He has things for leverage. He holds hostages just to get what he wants. Like it's very shisty. Um. I keep losing my fucking spot. There's so much writing here. Uh, we see Victor Freeze, Fries, however you want to say it. Some, I guess it's German or Russian. Uh, trying to save his wife by way of cryogenics. Now, he's, like, testing it on real people yeah, to make sure they can live, and it's horrible, dude. He's killing these people. I mean, he's doing it for a good reason, I guess, but Jesus. I know. People, that's horrible. And it's funny, because you wrote it, en- or we wrote it, it ends up becoming a huge mesh, literally and Yeah, dude, that, when that guy just fucking melts and just, ugh. Oh, that scene yeah. where he's on the table and he melts and it just turns the goop. I was like, oh, my God, that was horrible. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. He just, like, looks like, damn it, I'm disappointed. If I saw that shit, I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh, absolutely, man. Just being froze. Oh, froze. I don't even want to think about it. 
So it leads to his arrest, put in Arkham Asylum later under the uh, dude, the, care the, of Hugo the scenes Strange. with him, man. Like when he started coming into the show, dude, he was fucking. They're crazy. Remember when they found like the frozen bullets and shit? Like yeah, bullets frozen in midair. Like like they would like all the uh, GCPD would walk into it and be like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, like what this is cr- happening. That gun of his, man, it freezes. It fucking, it's like better than fucking Captain Cold's gun, I think. Yeah, very well could be. Absolute but um. Zero. But what didn't he get like his tank exploded or something? That's what causes him to be what he is right now. What happened at the end? Because remember when he's under Hugo Strange, he's all white and he's he has to be in like a below zero room. Yeah, something like but that. What happened? Like, did his tank blew up or something? Didn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember. Something happened. I think I'm pretty sure the tank on his back that with the freezing shit. Oh, do you remember he had them ice grenades? Yeah, dude. They, they, they threw the ice crazy. spikes out. That was crazy. And then he like threw it into the into the lake. Oh, and, and it just froze, froze the whole the... fucking lake. Yeah, I remember. that's crazy, dude. Those ice grenades were nuts. But uh, so it leads to uh, Bruce finding that his parents' killer's name is matches Malone. Attempts to find him. Uh, we begin seeing a lot of Hugo Strange and Ethel Peabody during Penguin's stay in Arkham. You know, he went because they thought he was crazy and all this shit. And uh, Bruce doing some training with Alfred and learning the streets of Selina. He is on track to being the hero we love. We see some of the Riddler doing the stuff that the Riddler does. He did, he did that little thing to he, uh, you know, in the in that fucking bus terminal or whatever, with the oh, lockers. Yeah. He had clues in there and shit, and uh, Harvey Bullock and where they were they were falling. It. He pulled a full on Dexter move, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Dude, commit the crime and appear at the crime. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, a ploy set up by Galavan to kill the son of Gotham ends up saving the day, killing Jerome and making himself look the hero. Um, this is interesting seeing Jerome and, uh, and Bruce Wayne together for the first time. He was like smiling in his face and shit, like just opening at the idea of this. Like it's awesome to me. Yeah, it was at that show, wasn't it? Yeah, they were at like some some dinner. Magician, some, yeah, he was like a magic show, and his assistant was Barbara. Yeah, it was crazy. But Galavan kills him, and like I said, looks at the hero, um, cementing his mayorship. Gordon and Bruce confront Professor Strange about Project Chimera. Which leads to him releasing Galavan as Azrael. Now, now he's creating these villains. I don't know if this is quite all very accurate to the comic books. A lot of this, but either way, it's an interesting way to to have these villains exist. So Hugo Strange also also resurrects Fish Mooney along with various other thought to be dead villains. The season ends with a mass breakout of these res, uh, resurrected supervillains. But before this, though, we got to mention when you got you can talk about this when Azrael comes to the Wayne Manor. And then oh. Butch does that most badass thing ever. Yeah, that where him and Penguin just show up out of nowhere. Yeah, like they're under fire. Like they're like you know, Gordon and Bruce. What does what does he say? Uh, if you want the job done, you gotta have the right kind of bullets or something. Something like, like that. He just like limps in and fucking. And then Bruce is just carrying a fucking nope. bazooka. Just <laughs> <blows>. <laughs> he just points it up. Just I blows, love that scene, dude. Blows him up like. to pieces, just kaboom, and then like they blows him up. They turn around and leave. Yeah. I was like, that is gangster. He's just standing there, like holy shit. That was the most gangster shit I have ever seen in my life. It really was, dude. It was like, <laughs> sorry boys, if you want something done right, you gotta have the right equipment or something. something right like ammunition, that, or yeah, it was fucking. Oh, genius. it was awesome. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> That's what Nate loves, Butch. Oh, that was so funny, dude. We got you. Got to look that up, man. That was the most badass. I gotta watch that scene. Like it came out Go ahead. of nowhere. I no, I cannot. You have to do okay, it. Okay, well your... then, start reading where it says. I will. Uh, after thought to be dead villains. Uh, let's see. So the season ends with a mass breakout of these resurrected supervillains and the arrest of Hugo Strange, Penguin getting a shock 
of seeing fish alive. Yeah, dude, he like shit his pants. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> he was like, holy fuck. Uh, this bitch does not die, apparently. No, yeah. Uh, so Bruce and Alfred learn of a secret council known as the Court of Owls. <laughs> the very first one, Penguin and Butch kill Azrael, the most badass scene in network <laughs> television history. <laughs> oh, yes. I, can't, I love it. He's unstoppable. He's crazy. Umbrella. Either way. So confident. Boom. Oh, he says he knows he's fucked. Boom. Holy fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I love the way the guitar comes in. It's like that smile on his face. Ah, it's gangsters. Fuck. Night, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Alfred just waves back. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> what do you even say to that? Dude, what I are you saying? I get over the fact that that YouTube video was called that. It's the most badass <laughs> scene in network television history. It definitely <laughs> is one of them, man. Wow. So, uh, yeah, he shits himself when he sees her. Um, Bruce and Alfred learn of a secret council known as the Court of Owls that controls Gotham, which is they are also known in the in the Batman comic world. There's a lot to the man. I could talk about them for all day long. I just can't. I but yeah. anyway. But with the bus crash of the villains, we see all of them pouring out. Following them, we see a boy very identical to Bruce Wayne with long hair, like long, greasy hair. Also to be mentioned in this season, Bruce confronts his supposed parents' killer, who doesn't seem to care or remember. Bruce has a horrible fight within, which leads to his motto, I will never kill. But that guy ends up killing himself, I'm pretty sure. But this is what led to him to have this motto of being Batman and not killing which it was—it's cool to see that, but we know that as Bat- Batman's parents are killed by the Joe Chill, so yeah. I wonder how that's going to come into play. I don't know. I—I've always wondered that. Uh, with this one, we just gonna—we—it's gonna read these. It's, it's a much shorter. Um. Did you read the rest of this thing? What? Yeah. Okay. We're in season three now. All right. Well, I got no ad breaks or anything for season You're three. We're not too late for it. What's that? Okay. All right. What do you say, DJ? I said I don't have any breaks or anything for season three, so. What do you mean? Like, I did a break between season one and oh, yeah, two yeah. for this stuff.
So in season three, these are the new list of characters we are going to see that we haven't seen yet. Uh, 514A, which is Bruce's doppelganger's like scientific experiment name, I guess. Uh, then we got Ivy Pepper, which we have her in here again, is the grown-up <laughs> version of Ivy. Due to an accident from a previous season, uh, from the previous season, by a villain who ages whomever he touches. Dude, speaking of that, dude, that whole scene where they like came into that building and the cops were fighting all those villains that got like electrocuted people and shit, dude. Oh, yeah. That scene was fucking nuts. Dude, that guy's power is crazy, man. If he touches you, he like, just aged to death. He literally grazed. And Ivy. now she's a woman, yeah, a fine ass like woman. <laughs> like that's crazy, dude. That is crazy. And we got a Jervis Tetch, which he's insane too, man. He really is crazy. Mad Hatter, who he's known as in the comics, and a brother to Alice, which is interesting how they use Alice in Wonderland in this. But well, yeah, because also you got the Tweeds too. Yeah, Tweedledum. His is that like a real thing in, in comics or anything. Yeah, the Mad Hatter exists. He's crazy. Yeah, and then his sister is Alice, and then they have Tweedledum and the Tweed brothers, like from oh, the movie. Real. Yeah. It really is weird. I wonder why they decided to morph that. Who knows? Yeah, it's messed up, so it's kind of cool. But. And then we got Mario Calvi, son of Don Falcone and fiancé to Leslie Tompkins. Now, we don't know he's Falcone's son at first, but, yeah. Like I said, there's spoilers in here. We're not going to fucking pussyfoot it around. Um, Catherine, representative of the Court of Owls, that fucking woman that you always see. She always has that fucking mask on, and she commands that other. Um, Talon, that fucking guy is badass, dude. That assassin for the Court of Owls. Yeah. He shows up at his house and beats the piss out of Alfred. Like, Yeah. Then we got Vicky Vale, Valerie Vale, yeah. known, a known reporter in the comics. Same thing in the show. Yeah, she's pretty much her character. But it's just always weird to me, though, because all these characters need to be much older when Batman is Batman. You know, when he's a full-grown man, these these people are already adults. Like, it's weird. They, like, Gordon's perfect because he will be the age he would need to be. Yeah. But then characters like Ivy, now that she's a grown woman, what the fuck? She's gonna be like fifty years old when God, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I already mentioned Talon, um, Isabella. A fucking what? The, I don't. There's something behind this man. A Kristen yeah. Kringle lookalike in New Lover for Enigma. It's pretty fucking. I don't weird. know how they ex- they did not explain that she looks just like her somehow. I don't know why. Did we ever find out why? No. Or how? So. No, she I, just looks exactly like Kristen Kringle for some I, stupid I, fucking reason. I hope there's a fucking reasoning. And then we didn't put him in here, but there was a surprise. Um. Earlier in one of the other seasons, while Pee Wee Herman played Penguin's dad, and he makes an appearance. Back. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Pee-wee oh, Herman. that was Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. he, he looked really short. I always pictured Pee Wee Herman like the, the size of Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> you know, very tall and skinny. Yeah. Like no, I, I understand. In this show, he was like a short old man. It, that's weird to me. I did not put it together. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> so we see the tweeds which we mentioned the wrestler brothers used by as muscle by tetch um maria kyle selena's mother interesting scene she's a little bitch and the star of this season for sure go ahead jerome velasca as the joker Yes. And once again, they still have not yet called him out as the Joker. But no, it but it's, it's a very apparent in this season. Yeah, like if you don't When he's know, talking to his own face, I'm pretty sure that's the Joker. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's one of the... Oh, man. Those three episodes, dude, are probably the best episodes of television I've seen in yeah, a long man. fucking time. Like he, he, The reason I say that this is the best Joker I've ever seen because he does a much much better job at being like what you see on the cartoons and shit. Like 
That's like when he like has his face in a bag and he goes, "Oh, this guy's hilarious!" Like <laughs> he would do that. That's what that Joker would do right there. Like it's crazy to me. I love it. Yeah, he's he's very. I think he came out and said like people have asked him because when you have someone that portrays it that well, like you're gonna get questions like who do you who do you get your uh, um, what do you want to call it inspiration from? And he's like, it's a little Hamill, it's a little Ledger, but it's a lot of me, just himself and how he interprets the role and everything. I like think that. he does so, fantastic. Yeah, so absolutely perfect. He deserves awards. He does. He deserves to be the Joker in a lot more things. All right. You want to cut, kill through this synopsis real quick? Yeah. It's a shorter synopsis. So yeah. now this, keep in mind, season three's premiere <laughs> just started tonight. So we get, uh, this isn't a full, a full synopsis. So we'll take yes. you, we'll take you through what we know so far. Yeah. The episode that aired tonight, we will be talking about next Monday. Yes. Um, I can't wait to watch that. Else. But so we got uh, the origin. The origin story continues on season three of Gotham, and the stakes are higher than ever. Uh, as super as supervillains more ambitious and depraved are introduced, and a realignment of alliances shakes up the fight for power in Gotham City. Season three will peel back the curtain on the infamous criminal organization known as the Court of Owls. With an Indian Hill, or yeah, with the Indian Hill escapees on the loose, Jim Gordon must take matters into his own hands as a bounty hunter in Gotham. Yeah, remember that he thought that a guy looked like Killer Croc, that really big fucking guy that he had to take down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the first. That was the, you texted me actually, and you were like, I think I was Killer Croc. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was Killer Croc, but it was somebody that looked like Killer Croc. Yeah. Because I think we saw Killer Croc when when they were like escaping out of Indian Hill. We saw like him on a stretcher or something. Like you saw his tail. It was something, man. I can't wait to see him. Um. Let's see. So he takes his mission to find Hugo Strange, the mastermind behind the horrifying Indian Hill experience experiments, yeah. and Fish Mooney, one of Strange's subjects. Uh, meanwhile. The GCPD detective Harvey Bullock and Captain Nathaniel Barnes remain at the forefront of the fight against crime in the monster-ridden city. This is when fucking like Gordon's all drunk all the time and shit, right? and just making money. Yeah, he's just bounty hunting. He's mm-hmm. not part of the thing anymore. So also, Bruce Wayne, with the help of his trusted butler and mentor, Alfred Pennyworth, and former Wayne Enterprises employee, Lucius Fox, discover there are more secrets to uncover regarding his parents' murders. Mm-hmm. So as the city sinks deeper into chaos, Gotham will continue to follow the evolving stories of the city's most malevolent villains. The Penguin, Edward Nigma, the future Riddler, Selina Kyle, the future Catwoman, Barbara Keene, Tabitha Galavan, Tigress? Interesting. Is that who she is? I think so. Hmm. And Butch Gelzine. <laughs> yeah. I love every time he's in the show it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so the series will call or will catch up with the future Poison Ivy who after an encounter with a monster from Indian Hill find herself reborn as a young woman who's harnessed the full power of her charms and will dive into the origin stories of Jervis Tetch the Mad Hatter a talented hypnotist teetering on the edge of madness and the Tweed Brothers yeah the shit dude, he, he was an interesting addition to it. he was interesting like, yeah. all the shit he did was fucking crazy yeah so far so good man season 3 is dope so we're just gonna read a little summary of each episode very little of every episode so far up to episode 14 and then we can talk about if we remember something uh, episode one, Gordon works in a monster ridden Gotham as a bounty hunter and seeks to find answers about the Indian Hill escapees and why and why their powers appear to be killing them. Meanwhile, Bruce's doppelganger roams the streets and Barbara and Tabitha open a new nightclub called the Sirens. So yeah, they're, City Sirens. Yeah, they're, they're, now they're fucking mob bosses all of a sudden. And, yeah. And this is what, like, he goes up to like a Catwoman's Tower or whatever, doppelganger Bruce or whatever, and he saw Ivy. Or something. I can't remember who he was talking to. I think it was Ivy. Yeah, she didn't. He didn't recognize her, and she, well, she wouldn't recognize her. He's he, a weird, well, he wouldn't. like, version of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. 
see. So, uh, episode two, Fish Mooney takes matters into her own hands to locate Hugo Strange, forcing Gordon to reluctantly team up with journalist Valerie Vale to find her. She's very shy, too. All she cares about is that fucking story. That's why. Yeah, and fucking Jim Gordon. Yeah. Um, the Penguin rises in popularity after criticizing the work of the GCPD and Bruce's investigation of the Court of Owls is compromised. Meanwhile, Ivy Pepper is reintroduced into Gotham City. And she's like crawls out of the ocean to that guy. He's like, hey. Yeah. My lucky day. Mermaids are real. <laughs> but fucking, and yeah, and then uh, what, the Penguin. Yeah, this is when he's like out in the streets like saying, you know, they didn't do this and they, they need to be killed or whatever. And they're like, yeah, they need to be killed. And uh, it's Penguin. Penguin, dude, he takes his opportunities, man. He does. You want to do one of these? Sure. Hypnotist Jervis Touch arrives in Gotham to search for his sister, Alice, and hires Gordon to help find her. Meanwhile, Penguin decides to run for mayor, and Bruce's doppelganger begins to channel him, causing some confusion around town. Doesn't... Why did Penguin decide to run for mayor? Was it because of Enigma? I think so. He was, like, convincing him to do it. And just the popularity he was gaining, he was like, fuck, I could do this, like... Make Gotham great again. Or yeah, make right. Gotham safe again. Is that yeah, yeah, right. But then like uh, see, I don't remember. Bruce's doppelganger begins to channel him. Called I don't know what that means. Begins to channel him. I think he just goes there. Like he yeah, he goes there and meets Bruce, doesn't he? Yeah, but is that what they're saying by that? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Sometimes these Wikipedia things are fucked up. Well, uh, episode four: Penguin gains power as he narrows in on a nomination for mayor of Gotham. Meanwhile, Gordon turns Alice into the GCPD for the bounty. Also, Bruce and Alfred race to find Bruce's doppelganger after learning he's assumed Bruce's identity. Um, it's interesting, too, like, because her blood, that scene in the bar or whatever, all those people were dead and it was like the fire or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, don't touch the blood or it's just crazy. Like, uh, that, sh- that blood is fucked up. Yes, yeah, sir. Let's see. Hmm. So, episode five right. here. Crime in Gotham is at an all-time high as Penguin <laughs> yeah. struggles. What? Oh. It's funny. <laughs> As Penguin struggles to uphold his promises to the city. Meanwhile, Butch goes down a dark path with the infamous Red Hood gang, and Bruce begins to investigate Ivy's whereabouts. It doesn't like Riddler end up taking and like trying to show Penguin that Bruce is not Bruce, uh, Butch. Yeah, and that maybe we're not meeting and that that party or whatever, and he had Butch down on his knees and yeah, and then yeah. Butch like double crosses the Red Hood gang and kills kills him. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's harder. I don't know for some reason I don't remember that well. Um, right here. Episode six. Mad Hatter sets his eyes on his next victims, forcing Jim Gordon to make some tough decisions. Meanwhile, Penguin and Enigma's relationship evolves, and a familiar face comes back into Enigma's life. Yeah, so this is when Isabella Mad Hatter gave him the you either kill who do you want me to kill? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Valerie Vale, right, or Leslie, and he said kill Leslie or whatever, and. Uh, he he thought he was pulling one over and then but she realized Valerie Vail realized that's why yeah so she's because she's not stupid and then this is when we see fucking what's her bitch's name Enigma's uh, Isabella Isabella yeah. yeah very it was weird I I didn't know what to make of it at first yeah I saw, she's like in that library or whatever and I was just like what <laughs> what are the odds of that like who's doing this like. Somebody did that, I think. I don't know. I can't imagine what happened. Don't you think not once in either of those ladies' lives, you, go, you know, you look exactly like this one person. Yeah, unless she's, like, lived in a fucking Hawaii all her life and it just came to Gotham now. That's weird. <laughs> it is really fucking weird. I wonder if they're, like, tw- triplets. There's another one. I don't think you'll ever find that. Yeah, I don't... I don't hope we will, but I don't know how they're gonna... She's died. Yeah. Um, Episode 7. 
after coming in contact with a substance by the hand of Mad Hatter, Jim Gordon gets led on a psychedelic trip and must confront his past, present, and future. When they're all in that fucking yeah, dude. He oh, that was interesting. Yeah, that, that, oh, I can't remember what that shit was called, but yeah, he like it. It was supposed to kill him. Yeah. How did he not die? A doctor found him. Something I can't remember. Maybe Bruce. No, because he was in the basement of like medicine. Oh yeah, Bruce and Alfred were down oh there. Oh my Riddler god, was fucking with them, wasn't he? I can't believe we didn't talk about it, but it, it was in it was in season two, man. It was one. Of, it was me and Nate's favorite scene. The imposter Jim Gordon. Oh, man. Oh. oh <laughs> What's, God. Uh, that's Clayface that does that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was I'm so Jim- funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jim Gordon. What does he say, dude? He, like, shows up and he's just like, <laughs> official police. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing ever. I love it. That was weird. He's like, yeah, Alfred or something. Official police. Yeah, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Like official police business. This is interesting. No, your business, dude. I love that scene, man. That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> Clayface. I almost forgot that that happened. Was it Lee who slapped him? Who slapped him? I think it, no, it was Barbara. Because he like Barbara comes in, and he had no idea that Jim and Barbara had it. He's like, he's like, hey, <laughs> or something like that. And Barbara <laughs> slaps him in his face because all fucking contorted, and they turn around. And Harvey's like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what a crazy amount! Like, I, I was sorry. I was just thinking about what I was thinking about when that scene took place. I don't know. And it was it was when Jim was like locked up down underneath the when the place was blowing up. Yeah. When no, it was the Jim Gordon. Yeah, that's right. Or like uh, Ethel was like she needed water, and they were like, "Oh yeah, water!" And they like go grab water and dump it on the bomb. Oh, it turns yeah. out she needed water. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, it worked. That was fucking funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So episode eight, uh, Barnes begins to feel the effects of a recent incident and begins to go mad. Now, this recent incident is that Alice was dead. Matt had her kind of accidentally killed her and the blood was dripping. He looks up and the blood drips right in his eyeball. Oh, dude, that's a total. Have you ever seen 28 days later, 28 weeks later? I don't remember. Well, in that in those movies that like it's, if you come in contact with that zombie's blood, really like. It, you turn really fucking fast, like right. probably about as fast as World War Z. Oh wow! And there's like a scene where there's like a dead zombie, and this guy's like looking up, and and uh, it drips right into his eye, and he turns like instantly, he's ravaging. Like interesting, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Nigma is out of his depth in his rela- is out of his depth in his relationship with Isabella, and Carmen Falcone throws Lee and Mario an engagement party. I didn't even read it. The end of the last one was meanwhile Penguin struggles with Nigma's Nigma's new relationship because oh, like God. Penguin like loves him. Yeah, it's like yeah, weird. That's really weird. It's <laughs> weird that he's like gay for Riddler. It's strange. He gets jealous. <laughs> yeah, and he like he ends up fucking killing this bitch. I don't know when, but that is a really weird thing that happens. It happens later, but whatever. That's all you. Oh, where am I at? Right there. Yeah. Gordon and Bullock become suspicious of Barnes and comb through evidence of the murder at Lee and Mario's engagement party. Nigma goes to Penguin when he when he hasn't heard from Isabella. Meanwhile, Ivy reveals her identity to Selena and Bruce, but quickly lead, leads them to trouble. Oh, oh, yeah, she had that jewel or whatever? It was like a, it was like a key. No, she broke in and stole that guy's jewel. And Oh, but she had like some other stuff, too. Yeah, she had like a bunch of shit, and they had like a key oh. and a locket. Or something that had like vital information, but she's like, "Oh, I got this key because he showed her a safe that he had, yeah. or something like that." And she wanted she to using her sexuality safe. and like the there was like plants dying in his house or whatever. And wasn't she like, "What?" Did, oh no, that was that first guy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. She like kills his ass with plants, dude. It's crazy. 
I see. So, uh, <laughs> is this you, Lane? Yeah. On the eve of, on the eve of their rehearsal dinner, a threat to Mario and Lee is exposed, and Falcone looks to Jim for help. Meanwhile, Nigma seeks revenge, and Bruce learns more about the count, Court of Owls. Yeah, because he seeks revenge because he finds out Penguin like her brakes were cut or whatever, yeah. and uh, Penguin killed her. That's why I don't think you ever find out. Yeah, because unless some I don't know, we'd have I to. Mean, s- I mean, I mean, you've seen people come back from the dead, but <clears throat> yeah, but why her? Is she that important? I don't know. Let's see. So episode eleven here, as the virus begins to spread in Gotham, the laboratory that is developing a cure is compromised. Mario and Gordon face off before the wedding. Selena meets an unexpected face, and Barbara comes in, comes Enigma with more information about Isabella. She's a shicey little bitch too. Yeah. Back. Falcone places a hit on Gordon after learning that he shot Mario. Gordon and Bullock discover a follower of Jerome who plans to bring him back to life. Meanwhile, Penguin spirals out of control before the biggest television interview of his mayoral career. And Bruce and Selena deal with Selena's mom returning to Gotham. So yeah, this is the episode where Clayface was playing Penguin's dad as a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Making Penguin go fucking nuts. Yeah. And then, you know, Gordon shot Mario because Mario was also, he got some of that blood on him or whatever. Yeah. And he was going to, from, we all, I don't know if we'll ever know, but from Gordon's perspective, he was trying to kill uh, Leslie. Leslie. Yep. Where he had his knife or something. That shit was crazy. With like that thing that the Riddler did to Penguin Man, like where he had like he paid Clayface to do that, and then like they went and dug up his father's grave and <clears throat> put the fucking corpse in his office. Yeah, and like blamed it on that other guy, and Penguin killed that one guy. Like that shit was fucking nuts, man. Yeah, that that's very. Uh, <laughs> that's the past the Riddler man. He's nuts. And then uh, Selena's mom comes, and she's an interesting. And we find out that it was really just because she found out that she was friends with Bruce, and they thought they could get a quick payday. Yeah, and Selena was very fucking pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't blame her, dude. I'd be pissed too. Let's see. So, uh, episode thirteen here on the run from Gordon and Bullock, Dwight tries to revive Jerome. In turn, activates his acolytes around Gotham City. Meanwhile, Selena's mom's intentions with Gotham or in Gotham are revealed, and the power play between Penguin and Enigma escalates as Barbara's plans are set in place. So, the. Uh, the acolytes that the that they're talking about are the followers that Dwight g- gathers to. They all like sit around and watch videos of Jerome's speeches, like from the right from the police from well, the GCPD. When he died the first time, like what is it over a TV or over a radio or something? Right. The very all those people were fucking acting weird. Just staring at it and started laughing. Yeah, that was the, I was like the cementing the idea that Joker's an idea, and it's yeah. a, but then they didn't even do go anywhere with it. No. But we didn't even mention that the Riddler caught Tabitha and Butch. Remember they cut off oh, yeah. her hand? With like a fucking tiny guillotine. Yeah. And then didn't Penguin order Butch to cut his own hand off? That was a, yeah. That was a long time ago. We just didn't mention it. He did. That's why he has that fake hand. Oh, yeah. Because he was sitting at the table and he did something and Penguin's like, just cut off your hand or whatever. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's like some fucking uh, the purple man whatever shit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> do you see that shirt I sent you on your te- in a text? I don't know. It said Kilgrave made me do it. Oh yes, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, this guy, he, this Dwight guy, he like fucking gets like he has the idea that he can revive Jerome, which I, he does succeed in. But he like, but he didn't think he was gonna succeed, and he was like promising these people that Jerome's gonna be here. You know, he's gonna be here, and then so he cuts off Jerome's face <laughs> and puts it on his face. <laughs> 
and he's like people are like disappointed at first but then he kind of somehow gets them behind his you know behind his idea yeah and they, then, they, they do the negan the negan thing like we are all yeah. jerome yeah and i love it and then jerome had like leslie in that room they were like watching this news thing happen and he's like yeah, and by the way do you know what happened to my face <laughs> i was like fucking crazy dude he just if I was missing my face, I would not be acting like that. I'd be freaking the fuck out. But he was like, like, I had just another day in the park. And he like, and then he finally gets it and he like staples it onto his own face. <laughs> he like peels it back and he just, K-k-k-sh. I was like, wow. He, dude, he's, that's a high pain tolerance, man. And there was like that one point when like one of the staples came off and it was like, his skin was like dangling. He goes, ah, oh, fuck it up. I was like, oh, that's horrible. But it's crazy, man. So, so that brings us to this last episode here so far which is crazy ass oh episode oh my god it was amazing this is my favorite episode of it so far yeah it was really good Who re- who's reading good. with Dram on the loose one target with one target in mind Bruce and Alfred's safety is compromised meanwhile Gordon Uncle Frank pays him a visit Gordon's Uncle Frank pays him a visit oh yeah Dexter's dad isn't it I think so. Enigma and Penguin are forced to confront their issues face to face with possible deadly consequences. <laughs> yeah, dude, this when they that scene where he kidnaps Bruce and takes him to that carnival, it was very killer jokery. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it dude. Was... Have you seen the Killing Joke, Nate? No. Killing Joke. It was like it was like the Killing Joke in that other one from that we watched, the Batman uh was it was it one of the Dark Knight? I don't remember. How can I watch it? Killing Joke, we have that, don't we? No. Oh. It's on Voodoo. If you saw my Voodoo login. Uh, I might. It's all right. I can, ho- my Xbox to do that. I can hook you up. But the, uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, the it was that. And that, that was that one where the Joker breaks his own neck. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was it was like a mix between those two. That there, there's like a scene where the he, him and Batman are fighting and he like, <laughs> I don't know why. He was beat up to shit. Yeah, like they, they, he beats a piss out of him and he leaves him there and the Joker just like smiles real big and just fucking twists his neck. On his own and breaks it, like, and he just dies right there. And Batman's like, "Holy shit!" Like, it's crazy, man. Like, yeah. It's a fucking fucked up scene. But there's a lot, there's a lot of him in the carnival, but and stuff. But the Killing Joke is, it's a really good, it's a really good. I, if yeah. I had my comic book, I would just let you read that because it's fucking great. But the the movie's a pretty good adaptation. There's there's some stuff at the beginning that doesn't happen that they just added for length. But it's it's really good. But, but uh, yeah, this. This whole thing, like that, the the funhouse scene in the, in the mirror, yeah, in the mirror, and then like they had him, he had like he totally did a fucking Joker thing. He had him tied, uh, Bruce tied to that fucking wood. Do you want one? No, I'm okay. he had him tied to that wood and was gonna like blow him up with like all these random like just missiles, like forks, like, forks and, and, and ball and <laughs> and, he, and it was very Jokery, man. It was perfect. He just played that part fantastically. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. And then like when uh like when when Bullock and and Gordon show up to the to the carnival itself like joker just well he just welcomes him in there he's just like what's up detective gordon like he's like joining the party it, it was fucking oh it was beautifully done but so then, beautifully done but bruce gets away and then he meets him in the mirror and, and bruce we see some of bruce's training come into the light he you know he was fighting joker and like punching his face his face was like dangling off didn't he punch it off completely Who punched his face? gordon did right into a puddle yeah so like it was already hanging, it was already hanging off because of Bruce beating him up, and then like he like walks out, and Gordon just walks up and gives him a hook, and it just face flies off, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, and Bullock's like, now you can actually say that you punched somebody's face off. I'd love to say that. Just oh man, it was so, it was so beautifully done. Overall, man, like one of the very first things I said about this show when I first started is that it was so Dark. beautifully Gotham. Oh, like yeah. yeah, they do a good job at making. 
I would, you know, it's, Bloodhaven's a lot the same where uh, Nightwing resides and he te- he protects. But Gotham is just the the poster boy for horrible cities, man. That is the ghetto. Mm-hmm. There's no place more ghetto than that. Yeah, but like, and they do they do such a good job with making the show look like so tonally dark and just downtrodden and and it, it but it's it's there's something about gotham it's like it's so i i can't remember the word that that it is but it it's so old school at the same time it's like earth 2 on the flash you know like right. they had like it was so futuristic looking but they still had like phones like dial up phones right and and weird shit like that and like in the, even in the old tv in the batman animated series They've got like old school cars. Oh yeah, and like people still like detectives still wear trench coats and yeah, and just shit like that. It's old just, school phone. They don't have like iPhones or anything. Yeah, it's just that's just the beauty of Gotham. It's like they're stuck in time. It's, it's very strange, but the show does a very good, great job at, at handling itself like that. But yeah, so that was our attempt at a recap of three seasons. Again, it was it was a very big job. So I know we left some stuff out. There's things we didn't talk about, but this is enough to get us into talking about it regularly each episode, which we will be able to get into more detail about individually. So, so yeah. So I can't wait till it comes the, back. I can't. I, it is back. I can't fucking wait to watch it on Monday. Yeah, next Monday we're watching that. We're adding that to the thing. Now, Legends of Tomorrow is done with, so we don't have that to talk about. But we got so we'll have Gotham and Supergirl, Flash and Arrow, and really soon uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy is like two weeks away, something like that. Um, but we have, what was I just gonna say? Yeah, the once in future Flash. Okay, that's the most. I'm the most excited episode. I can't wait to see it. Flash goes into the. Are you caught up on Flash and shit? We sure didn't say Flash too much. Say well, Flash goes into the future this time, which is interesting. Season yeah, he, it, it's gonna be crazy. I can't wait to see what happens. So, all right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Uh, thanks, Nate, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with our regular show set, except for Legends adding Gotham. That's correct. And then pretty soon, I think June is Fear of the Walking Dead. Something like that. But we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Nerdtocalypse is not endorsed by any of the companies represented. All references are used under fair use laws for review and examination thereof. And this podcast was made for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening to us geek out and come back next week for more reviews, news, and nerd talk a